0: yeah keys to the city baby when you see us so you know you really viewing greatness in the making double up on facts we stating
1: podcasting cruise control city state the nation. so what you saying what we saying prime information facts topics, stipulations first downplayed it. presenting topics from kind, easy to tom brady facts keys to the city we're locking the statements
2: and, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Glovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. What a show we got for you today. We'll be joined by the great Joseph Aguire to talk about the Houston Cheatstroes. Yes, the Houston Cheatstroes is the new name for them. We'll talk about that. What does that mean for baseball? The New York Yankees, are they all in or are they staying back? We'll see about that. We'll also be talking some more college football. Big old Kanish, Chaz Rita will be calling in. Should Alabama be the fourth best team, even though they lost? And who is number four? Ted, I'll ask you. I'll ask Chaz as well. I know his take on it. I know he's not against. I know he's against Alabama. But what we're going to do with the NFL as well, Russell Wilson is the Steph Curry of the NFL. I'll tell you why in a little. But first, ladies and gentlemen, we do have to talk about what occurred last night. Coming into last night's game, these were two teams that were now getting, we're starting to warm up. It seemed like they were going in the right direction. Both teams in the AFC North maybe fighting for a wild card position. You get the Pittsburgh Steelers coming in. Great defense, offensive questionable. The Browns, all hype this year. Last night, I know what happened at the end of the game, but up, I mean, for the majority of that game, for the full 59 minutes and 53 seconds, that game was ugly as well. It was sloppy. It was dirty. Penalties. The Cleveland Browns, we know what the Cleveland Browns are. Ted, you're going to tell us in a few. What you, it's just a personification of this. It, the ultimate definition of this team. But last night, we know what happened. If you haven't seen it by now. It's been all over the news. Living under a rock. It's Yeah, you're living under a rock. It's been all over the news. It was on Good Morning America. And the breaking news, that just came out. Miles Garrett is done for the rest of the year. Marie Pouncey is suspended for three games. And OG, as I'm going to call him, as most people calling him a coward, is suspended for one game. Both teams fined 250000 And everybody could go back and forth with that's this. That's it? <laughs> and every, yeah, that's it. No, not a lot happened last night on Thursday night. That last seven seconds, boy, oh, boy. I know people are going to blame Mason Rudolph for this, but this is all on Miles Garrett. What in your rightful mind is saying, going through your head at that time saying that, yes, let me take off a helmet and use it as a weapon? What are you trying to send to the NFL? What kind of message is the NFL sending with that? Now, we know that we've, or the NFL specifically, has been adamant of player safety, Correct. Concussions. We, we want to take care of our players. It's the most important thing. Health is the most important thing. So last night, people want to kind of brush it off, this Miles Garrett, and said say, oh well, he used the helmet. He was Mason Rudolph was starting it. Well, if a guy's trying to take me down, there's seven seconds left. If we remember the play, Miles Garrett drags down Mason Rudolph. Literally for no reason. So Mason Rudolph tells him to get the hell off. He starts punching him. You know the rest. But to use a helmet. A weapon. It is a weapon. I'm a football fan. I've played football. My whole life. It's been in my family all my life. You and me both. You're a referee currently. I'm a commentator. So football has been in my life. i played it. I've never seen anything like that. It's one of the most disgusting things in all of sports. Maybe the other thing I would say is the malice at the Palace. But uh, I mean, and we know how that was. That was disgusting. That was disturbing. Last, last night, boy, oh boy, that game was ugly. It started ugly. Both teams played ugly. And last night's game ended with. The most ugliest way it could have possibly happened. So you see this, Ted. I don't even know what to say, man. We're we're diehard football fans. It's been in our life forever to see something like that. This is such a black eye for the NFL because of the reason that all they they care about is player safety. You see something like this, Ted. I, it's just unfortunate. Uh, I, you know, unfortunate. unfortunate. So, so here, here's the thing. No, it really is unfortunate. Because I was thinking about this before when I you know I went to use the restroom, and then you know that's where they say men do their best thinking on the toilet. <laughs> so. You know, I'm thinking about it, and I'm like, you know, we should be talking about the game. You know, we got a Browns team that's won two straight games against the Bills and the Steelers, and games. A lot of hype behind this team. But, you know, I took a picture last night, and I said it to you when I got home from work. I said, what we saw last night was typical of the Browns this whole season. An undisciplined, mm-hmm. egomaniac, selfish, self-centered team, and they are what they are. They're a 4-6 and six team. They're a team that leads the NFL in penalties with 87, Mm -hmm. penalty yards with 822, and they have four ejections, the most in the NFL. Everything was the most. Mm -hmm. Um, And it tied the most by any team in the season since 2001. And, you know, I'm thinking about this, and I'm like, you know, when I first saw it, you asked me what was my reaction. I kind of almost like. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm got- I didn't have a reaction. Ted, you said he should have got only three games. Well, my initial reaction? Three because. Crazy. Of course it's crazy. If the NFL screwed this up, Roger Goodell should have been dismissed from his job if he messed this one so up. So then we've we've listened to this nonstop for 24 hours. And it's crazy because this is not what you want to see in any sport. No. You want to you be talking about the game itself. You know, you said it before. Good morning, America. They're led off. They could have led off with a school shooting that happened in California. A school they shooting. Could they could have, have started off- with the impeachment stuff going on. No, they started with the NFL. NFL. And and this is what it's about. We're talking about a situation that occurred in an NFL game. It's a product of the NFL that is the number one TV marketing sports thing. That's uh, Listen, it's one of the biggest things in all of the world, especially in America. Yeah. The NFL. We're talking about an incident between a— two football players where a guy took a helmet off a player and hit another man in the head. And God forbid he hit him with the crown of the helmet. Who knows what would happen. I'm going to use all the words. Inexcusable, despicable, disgusting, sad, horrifying, hurtful. Because we should be talking about football and what it means for these two teams and the game in itself. Who said it best? It was either Freddie Kitchens or Baker Mayfield. This almost feels... Like a loss. I, yes, they won last night. But the way that game is, that's just a sour taste. For the rest of the year going forward, this could be still discussed moving on. I this is not a day or two's thing. This is going to be a week or two. They're going to be talking about this. This is not a good look for the NFL. It's a black spot. Yes, it's a, it's a black eye to the black sport that's right a word. It's a black eye to the sport right now. And it right might now. be bigger than a black eye. It's... It's one of the worst things we've seen in the football in a long time. See, you know, we've had you've had baseball fights, crazy things. We've seen things in minor leagues where a guy has come out with a bat or That's something. That's the same kind. If you want to relate it to hockey or you want it to relate it to baseball, it's like bringing out a hockey stick or a baseball bat. I know it's dangerous. Those are much more dangerous, but it is still a weapon. Maybe the craziest thing I've seen... Was the top Bertuzzi hit when he played for Vancouver? And he oh, came and he knocked from out. Yep, and he p- t- punched the punched guy. The guy right? He got 25 out. games for that. He got some, he got the trouble, biggest criminal thing. The biggest thing about this is, it all comes down to the player's safety. I mean, they've been, we know about the concussion thing. People have been adamant about it. They've been going after worry, this is they're a tra- bro- this is a brotherhood. They're too. trying to and they're trying to make this work and make the game safer. Last night was no room for making the game safer. I mean, anybody that wants to defend Miles Garrett, shame on you because that's not allowed in the NFL. That's not football. That's not football. I've heard Ryan Clark say it, and I love Ryan Clark. He's one of the most honest people in this in this field. He said something today, and I told you, and I said I a hundred percent disagree with him. That's not football. Taking your helmet off and smashing against a guy's head, God forbid, he just had a concussion too, a couple weeks ago. He had a concussion. And you're telling me that's football, Ryan Clark? You're better than that. Yeah, because you two, that because two is dogs not don't make a right. That is not football. Mason Rudolph, yeah, he was going after Miles Garrett, but anytime you try to use a weapon. In a football game and you trying to tell me That's football No, you might have played in the professional league You might have played in college I didn't get those chances But I did play football And anytime that ever happened And you're telling me that's football Give me a break and That's I, not football No, it's That's not, not football what, what happened last night It's, it's unfortunate because as, a, as two guys who have played football Maybe we're not played at that highest level I played D3 football, you played high school We're involved in the game now When people look at football players it's always... the People look down on football players. It's not like other because sports. Because it's such a... Because it's a, it's a violent sport. You, we're, we're, listen. I'll say it. The culture of football. The type of men that play it. Not... You got a lot... The physical... Listen. Uh, the physical lot, contact as well. All that. Race plays into a part of this. Okay? Because... You no know, one wants to say it. But no, it, it, it's it, a no true I, fact. I, because anytime something happens on a football field, someone's always got that saying of, Oh, look who it is. Yeah, it's they, that, they always okay? point to the finger. Second of all... I remember being in college the first year and, and, coach and the, our coach telling us, always behind on. On the lookout because a lot of people Have a thing for football players looking to get Them in trouble looking for that Thing because you're the big jock You're the muscle kid, you're the bully you always You pick on people you walk around like you're Better than everyone else we've seen it It happens before this is just Another thing that it, it makes the game of Football and people look at football players like yep There they are there's the big You could you could Tell it's a football so player. Now let's just, break, and I want To just end it on this and I want to break down the whole Scenario and then we can actually talk about the game for a second so we have the we have the sack and then the takedown so okay there was no reason for that in the first place he throws a quick screen there was no reason for him to drag him down like that okay so mason rudolph now i think he should be punished Suspended for a half, a game. I, maybe a, maybe gotta a game. you got the antagonizer because yes. I've seen other pictures now where you see Mason Rudolph kind of go to the lower. But, Ted, how would you well, feel on, on the lower goal. genitals? No, but I'm going to ask you oh, a thing. If a guy hits me in the in the, in the Yes, in, I know, but, but how would knees. you feel if you're the quarterback and I'm dragging you down for no reason? Okay, it's happened before. I know, but you got to okay, get the guy You're t- trying t- to get him okay, off Okay, but you. no, he wasn't trying to get him off. He was grabbing Miles Garrett by the face mask. He was grabbing so, him by the face mask. So it gives you the so right to use you tackle me. Okay, and you roll me down. Okay, I don't like the extra. I don't grab your face mask. So, I gives let you one the right of my guys do- push him off or something. It still doesn't. Pro- you, okay, he still doesn't. Okay, he kicked him. In the- he kicked him yeah. low. Yeah. Okay, he grabbed him by the face mask. Now, think about this. We've seen this. On- it happens before in other fights. We've seen, like, when Andre Johnson had the fight against uh, Finnegan. Oh, Corlin Finnegan, Corlin, Finnegan, yes. One guy grabs the- one guy's face mask. The other guy grabs the other face mask. So when Mason Rudolph grabs Miles Garrett's face mask What do you think Miles Garrett's gonna do? He's gonna grab it back But now it's like Okay I'm the bigger I'm the tough guy He rips his face mask off And then he uses it Now what he should've did Is walked away Took the helmet He should've thrown it And walked away But instead he did The most criminal thing You could do as a football player And use it as a weapon I hope this doesn't go To legal things Because technically This is a this could be considered a criminal And then, offense. So now after that, now so Mason Rudolph kind of was like, you know, what the hell? What had just happened? And then you have the guy. The co- up, the coward, as they have been called. Number 65. I'm not even going to try to pronounce his name because I'm going to mess it up. Okay? But he comes in from behind and pushes Mason Rudolph in a cheap shot. And then he goes in afterwards and goes, I was just protecting my teammate. So I don't know about you, but if that guy's never been in a fight before, It looks it because if you're trying to protect your player. Now, I said this to you last night. If you're getting beat up. I don't go push the stranger that's watching the fight from the side. Yeah, the random guy or the guy's girlfriend. I go in the fight and go attack the guy that's jumping you, and I and I yeah. and I and I go yeah. after his head. Mm-hmm. That you go jump in after Marcus Marquise Pouncy. He wanted nothing of Pouncy. That's the thing. He comes in and takes a cheap shot on the quarterback. That's not protecting your player. It's protecting just, your player is going after the guy that's on the ground. It's just so like, that's a cheap shot. I'm glad he got suspended. I wish he got suspended more. I think he should have got three games. Should have got at least should have got five. Okay. And then they could have appealed it, maybe brought it down to two, and then the other guy. I think Mason Rudolph should have got something, should get a heavy fine because he's an antagonist. And, and you got to get the first guy, too, because we, I've seen this as official. We always catch the second guy in the action, we always catch the second act, right? Yeah. But there had to be something to antagonize to get it to that point. It's unfortunate. I also think what I texted you early, remember I said, this game is garbage. Yeah, I this, said, and, and I know it's, it's the, for, I told you, for the fifth, first 59 minutes and 53 seconds, that game was the definition of garbage. It was not good. Mason Rudolph was horrible. Baker Mayfield did not look good. It, both teams looked like they did not want to win that football game. And then that was just the icing on the cake. It's just such a black eye for the biggest sport in our country right now. And to see this go on, and it's going to go on for quite some time it's now. It's a disgrace. It's yeah. just, it's a disgrace. It's despicable. It's, it's putrid to see what happened. Can you as here's a the f- thing. imagine this happening in a high school or college game? It would be as even a f- As a fan of football, because see, we we almost want to give the excuse to the NFL players, but if this was in a high school thing, imagine because you might have parents attack it. Yeah, it this, could have been. Yeah, this would. Cra- not, yeah. I want to talk about the game, if you don't mind, unless you have something no, because to say. I, I. No, because it pretty much was the definition of okay. a garbage game. There's nothing much to talk want, about it I, other than this, this incident. I want to stop hearing any talk about Mason Rudolph as a future quarterback. No, he's pitchers. not. No. He's not good. He's not a good he's quarterback. He's not good. Okay, he is a backup quarterback for the rest of his life. Colin Kaepernick. He's no good. Colin, making okay. a prediction. Colin Kaepernick is going to be a Pittsburgh Steelers week. By PFF, have the best offensive line in football by pro football focus. They don't have—last night, they got beat up by the Browns' defensive line, and I think there was a lot of frustration. And that's what's going to happen as well. That's going to hurt for a team—and we'll talk about it in a few with our pretender contender for playoff teams right now. And the Browns and Steelers, two teams that are in that list, the Browns just lost their best player. Yep. They now, just the St- lost their most important player for the rest of the year. And you also got to take into account last night, in a garbage game— you had Juju Smith knocked out in a helmet to helmet collision. Deontay Thompson. Deontay I, Thompson, that was a head hunting shot when that's two. when when, Rand- when Randall comes in and doesn't even bring his arms, lowers the crown of his helmet and takes it, and he hits him in the in the in the jaw. Yeah. That's a, either a broken jaw and that's a knockout Teddy, shot. It, it was it was an ugly game. There was penalties. You know what I said to there you were know? turnovers. Disgusting. Yes, it was not a good game for a game that had so much meaning going forward for both. Reminded teams. me of the Bengals game with the Vonta Burns. Somebody said Somebody said that That I mean these AFC North games Are always great Because they're battles These teams do not like each other But last night There was so much meaning Going forward with this game The Steelers Can they gain to a 6-4 and four, I mean win a 5 game winning streak They look like they were dead And now they start warming up The Browns Can they start going They beat the Bills last week Now they beat the Steel, uh, Steelers this week Got a favorable schedule Next week they play the Dolphins Then they 2 weeks Boy oh boy You want to talk about The most intriguing game For the, probably this entire season It's November in 2 first. weeks December 1st, it's a 425 game, Steelers and Browns, part two. Don't know what's going to happen. Then they play the Bengals, the Cardinals, the Ravens, and then the Bengals again. You look at the schedule with the Browns, they can get to the playoffs maybe, but they just lost their best player. And it's such a black eye for the sport to see something like this. The I- game was awful, the game was garbage, and it just ended. And at the most the, the most ugh, unrealistic way you can ever see I mean you saw you only see this in member of the game NFL Blitz. Only time you've ever seen this. This is something that Miles Garrett, he can do whatever he wants for the rest of his career. He could be an all-time great. This will always be in this will always be his main moment. And it's not a good one. Other than that, my biggest takeaway last night was the Baker, how bad Baker Mayfield is. He is not good. He is not a proficient quarterback. He has lost everything that we liked when he came out of college. His accuracy his ability oh, yeah. to listen, he missed OBJ multiple times. He missed Jarvis Landry. I think Freddie Kitchens This is I'll relate this to the Giants thing. Don't get mad. No, I'm looking Schremer, at you like where are you going with this one. You know how we <laughs> talked about coordinators and head coaches. Yeah, if Freddie. You're K- the head yeah. coach, yeah. you have to be the moderator. You have to
0: you, you have, have to, to take care of everything. Yeah. You're the
2: CEO. You don't make the decisions. Yep. Okay? You watch Freddie Kitchens last night. When he was successful last year, he was the offensive coordinator. That was where his focus was. Focus was. Yeah. Now, as the head coach, you lose that focus. There is no way a team like the Browns, with Baker Mayfield, with Jarvis Landry, with Beckham, with Kareem Hunt, with Nick, Nick Chubb, Chubb yep. that could be so ins- in, in at in, times and in, inefficient in on yeah. offense. At times, it just shows that these both teams. And we'll get into it. We'll talk about infield. Have have more growth going forward than they than we think they are. You know what I mean? They are they are still at the adolescent age where they have So let's get in let's get into it. I'll going to get right into it. Since, since we're talking about the Steelers and the Browns, we're gonna get into our pretender and contender list for the so called playoff teams. And there's some five and four teams. I'm gonna add a couple more teams because I do feel like there's teams that are maybe gonna get into the playoffs that I do not take seriously as well, even make it to the playoffs and I'm going to start with the Browns. Ted, are they a pretender? You're just going to give me pretender or contender. Are they a pretender or are they a contender? And and this is for the playoffs, right? It's just so everyone understands. I apologize. Uh, Yes. I still think they're pretenders. What they showed me last night, they should have won that game by... 28 points How about, how about Are either team's contenders? No, I think okay. the pretenders I think last night The Browns proved to us Last night That the Steelers Are pretenders We kind of got fooled The last couple weeks Because of how good The Steelers defense was But at the end and of the are, day Your offense player. has to be better, Much better than it played Mason Rudolph is not Going to lead them To the playoffs Listen, okay. they're missing they're missing their starting running back. They're missing their starting receiver. Yeah. They have too many holes on offense. Listen, when you lose your starting quarterback, your starting running back and your starting receiver, you're not going to be successful. It's incredible where Mike Tomlin okay. has his team right now, but they are not going to make the playoffs. Let's get to the other teams. We do have a lot well, more. We do make, have a lot more to I have We have to We have a lot more to go. With more teams? I would put it this way. <laughs> All right, I'll never, put it this way. Between the two teams, I'd give the Browns a better okay. chance of making the playoffs than the Those are their records. That's fine. And the schedule. Going okay, thank forward. you. Uh, getting- Let's get into another AFC team that we didn't have on the list, and it's not in the pictures displayed right now. But it's a team that's 6-3 and three currently, and it's the Buffalo Bills. They just lost to the Cleveland Browns. Are they pretender, contender? I'm going to add them to the pretender list as well. Who oh, are you? I do, yeah, I don't take them serious. I do not think they're a good enough offense. I think Josh Allen, too inconsistent. I their think defense it's is steal- great. it's the Steelers. It's just their offenses, all three of these offenses are at times inept. And they have great defenses and- at times too. But they don't, I'm, I'm not trusting them. I'm going to move on to another Same team. Same thing. I agree with you. The Bills, yeah. because of the quarterback. Josh Allen hasn't made the growth yet that we would like to have seen. Maybe next year the Bills will be that team. All right. Let me get into another. We're going to go through AFC and then I'll go to the yeah, NFC. Yeah, absolutely. Let's rock. The next one is the Colts. They're on a two-game losing streak right now. Jacoby Brissett's not playing. But right now, what do we make of this team? Are they a pretender contender? I'm going to say a pretender right now. I think with the Jacoby Brissett... How long it's going to be. I think he is a difference maker for this team. I just don't trust them right now. I think with Bursette out and having Brian Hoyer under their center, they're going to struggle. They struggled last week. I mean, when you lose to the Dolphins at home, there's no reason for that happening. I don't trust this, the Colts as well. I put them in my pretender list. I will only put them in the contender if I know Jacoby Brissett is healthy going forward. I think he can get them to the playoffs, but if he's not healthy going forward, they're a pretender. They're the team where. So in other words, I'm, I'm so wishy-washy on them because they have the offensive line, they have the running game, they have Ty Hilton. I just don't. I don't know if they have enough playmakers, and someone's gonna have to make the. So, here's my thing, and the reason why I said this because you're gonna say Ted. So they're contenders and pretenders. Someone in the AFC's got to make the wild card teams, right? right we, yeah. Who's going to make it? Well, I mean, if we don't think the Browns, we don't make the Steelers. Hold on, I got one more the team. The Colts. I got one more team. Okay. I got. I mean, I don't know about the Chiefs. I'm not going to say the Chiefs, but the Chiefs do not look like the Chiefs. Like are the Chiefs. making the playoffs. They're not missing the playoffs. They have the a playoffs. lot of question marks. I know they do. The, the last team is though. in that division. They're 5-4. and four. They probably have been the surprise of the, the year. Surprise team, I would say. And that's the Oakland Raiders right now. 5-4. and four. They play the Bengals this week. All signs point to them winning. Can they be pretender, contender? Oakland, john gruden does he get going into vegas do they go to the playoffs i'm gonna say yes i'm gonna say they are a contender i think the schedule favors them they have listen they have a very solid offensive line like we've seen they have a great young rookie running back in josh jacobs i think garrett carr is good enough at quarterback you look at the quarterback and teams that we just said the colts the browns and the steelers Derek carr is much better quarterback and Of any of those teams, and I think if Derek Carr was on those teams, I would put them as contenders. I'm gonna go with. I'm I'm gonna agree with you. And I think their defense, listen, it's not great, but it's sufficient enough. And I like what John Gruden and and, um, who's the GM I'm thinking of. Oh my god, I'm drawing a blank. Mark Davis. No, he's the owner. Oh, United Mike Mayock. One. Mike Mayock. I yeah. was, was going to say McShay. Mike Mayock, thank you. I would say, I would agree. I think they're I would, contenders. I'm going to actually agree with you, too. I really do like the Oakland Raiders, what they're doing. I love what Gruden's doing. It's impressive. And it's, it's, I mean, for a team that nobody thought had high expectations, they're coming in and they're exceeding them well above any of those expectations. I'm going to take the Oakland Raiders to get into the playoff as a wild card team. Surprise, surprise, John Gruden is in the playoffs let's get over to the nfc quickly and this could be more intriguing because there are there's some big name teams on this list and three of the teams we all had maybe super bowl aspirations for them i'm going to start off two of them in our division eagles what's going on with them carson wentz he's been playing all right he's been up and down though their defense they've they've been decimated with injuries coming into this year many people had them maybe winning a super bowl but right now they're five and four fighting with those cowboys for the nfc east title What do we make of the Eagles? I say they're a pretender. I do not think the Eagles are going to make the playoffs because of the injuries. I think there's going to be too much to to overcome. And I just don't like that. I don't know what's going on with this team. Their team is so inconsistent. They're on a two-game winning streak. They play the Patriots. It could be all changed this week if they beat the Patriots. But right now, I'd say they're a uh, pretender. I agree. Totally. Listen. They don't have any deep threat. They don't have any speed. Yeah, they need okay? a receiver. They don't have any speed. And that's something that we've always talked about, where being able to stretch the field and open up the seams for the two tight ends that they have yep. in Dallas Godier and, and uh, excuse me, and Zach Ertz. Yeah, You know, they have Alshon Jeffrey, but he's like a bigger tight end. Yeah, I mean, he's a tight end with just a little bit of extra speed. And maybe Ertz is faster than him. You know, they don't have an explosive running back. There's a report out of Jawan uh, Howard's going to be out this week. Oh, jo- so they use Miles Sanders. They're too inconsistent. Their defense has been inept at times this year. One team in the NFC East is going to make the playoffs. And is that the and, then is that the Cowboys? And I, then? It, is the Cowboys knows, pretender or contender? Listen, I think the way the NFC pitcher is set up is is going to be the playoffs. Pretender or contender, Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys are going to make the playoffs. They are contender. The, they are a contender. Yes, they are a much better team than the overall than the Eagles. They own the Eagles. Dak Prescott's like five and one against Zach. I meant, excuse me against Carson Wentz in his career. They have the better offensive line. They have the better running back. They have the better receiver in Amari Cooper and Miles. My, um, Miles Garrett huh Yeah Miles Garrett (laughs) Miles Garrett Shut up Ted (laughs) I know Slow down I'm kidding They have the defensive players They have the defensive line They have the linebackers They have the secondary Listen I know people don't trust Jason Garrett But I think they're good enough To get to the playoffs And that's what we're talking about Contenders to get to the playoffs And they're one of the most dangerous teams Going forward Because they can do so many They've got the number one total offense In football I, a of the, lot of people probably don't The only know reason that. why I'm going to put the Cowboys as more lean towards... You can't put them the pretenders because re- someone's o- got to make the playoffs. The only reason why they're going to make the playoffs is because I just think... Because the Eagles are not. Yeah, the Eagles are not. And One coming in the, to- the NFC is making the playoffs, and that's it. One team's coming out of this li- the division. <laughs> as we all know, we all thought these were two teams that maybe are going to go... Both to the playoffs it doesn't look that way right not now. the way the rest Cowboys of the nfc have been up. so up and down this year they start off hot we know they've beaten nobody then they lose a couple games and they win a couple more they just lost last week it all comes down to the shoulders of Dak prescott can he make the play sometimes he does sometimes he doesn't and jason garrett my god nine years he's the longest third longest tenure coach in the league I believe. No, fourth. Fourth. Behind and, Payton, re- and Tomlin, and Belichick. And the rest of the three. have And Carroll as well. And all four of them have been to the playoffs. And, and all four of them have won a Super Bowl. Not named Jason hardball Garrett. Too. Yeah, Hardball as well. Jason Garrett hasn't done anything. Two wins in nine seasons. I'm going to go with them just because you have to pick one of them. The next is the Rams. Quickly. I do not see them. Right now, their offense is, what's going on with this? Just, a year ago at this time, we were like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Sean McVay, he's this new genius. Well, one year later, and we're like, what the hell is going on with Sean McVay in this offense? It's very easy to explain with that. They, their offensive line is their, is their weakest link. Yep. They just lost two more starters from last week's game. Yep. So, they'll be able to their center and their guard. Mm-hmm. They have no one except for Andre Whitworth. Todd Gurley... Career I mean, might be over. Socks to see he, Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley. so talented. Brandon Cooks is out with concussion. They have Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. Their defense has not been the same. Yeah. I, I know they have Donald and Jalen Ramsey, but their defense hasn't been as impressive. All right. So they're not making the playoffs And especially in that division When you have the Seahawks And the 49ers And we'll get them. into the Seahawks In a sec I'm going with a pretender as well Yes I don't know This is Rebuild for next year Fascinating Yeah rebuild Two years ago They're all in Now they're going rebuild That's that's how well, fast That's not rebuild that's But all, you can just add cr- No but that's how crazy Things can change like that Absolutely I mean just say And the last team Carolina Panthers Are they a contender Are they a pretender Pretender. Right now I mean they're a pretender As well But Kyle Allen showed a lot Christian McCaffrey Is an MVP candidate He's been amazing Their defense has played well As well But As well as well As well as well But It's kind of like The Eagles thing The weapons I feel like they lack That big play receiver they and got they, nice pieces. They do have some nice pieces, but I think they could oh, if you can ever add a nice deep threat to that team, it could really change things. Like the Eagles as well, kind of the same difference. Same well, thing with the, the thing. Eagles. Greg Olson's older. He's not the same guy as he once was. I would love to see a big time receiver with them, like an AJ Green. If he, yeah, y- y- that, yes. I mean, now, see, like, that's uh, now, some, now, now that's something that well, we never talk about that. and We will, but that's something that I would love to see down yeah. there, especially for a young quarterback in Kyle Allen. I don't think Kyle Allen's good enough at this point in time in his career. Where he's going to lead them they're going to be good they'll probably get to eight and eight maybe nine and seven but i think in this year the way the nfc is stacked up mm. it's going to be not good enough you're going to have to win 10 wins the way i believe to get to the wild card huh? minnesota's only needs like they're at like seven wins seven seattle's got right seven now. wins so seattle's got eight no seven. Oh, seven. seven yeah. and two. okay so just making sure listen the, it's going to be really hard for any of these teams other than what we've named. I mean, other the AFC is probably more likely, but the NFC, you name those four teams with the exception of the NFC. You could. Here's the thing. Those three teams, the Cowboys, one of those three teams, I mean, the Eagles, the Cowboys, the Rams, <laughs> Three of those teams can miss the playoffs. The AFC, we know, we've been talking all year. The AFC overall is garbage, okay? Really, I put one team in the whole, two other teams in the AFC that could compete in the NFC, and that's Baltimore and New England. But there's a lot more flaws in New England that people are really talking about. So let me get into that NFC picture. Absolutely. And we're going to, you mentioned the Seattle Seahawks. And I was thinking about it. A couple months ago, we listened to Colin Coward a lot, avid listeners to it. So he kind of compared Patrick Mahomes. To Steph Curry And the more I was thinking about it After Monday night's Classic And the way Russell Wilson does things Is amazing he's, he's unreal And I was thinking about it I was like you know what Russell Wilson Is the Steph Curry of the NFL Now you could call me crazy But that's fine I don't care I want to be called crazy Steph Curry this Is a 7th pick Went to Davidson So when he came out People didn't think his game would ever translate. Remember that? Oh yeah, I don't know. Russell Wilson when he got drafted. Well, because people he was didn't short think five foot eleven. Exa- exa- let me just let me go through it. People think he was never going to be successful because of his height. Oh, and, and quarterbacks under six feet never succeed without the name Drew Brees. okay? At the time, you had a position, the center position was huge. Steph Curry comes in. He's changed the position. At one point, we were saying the center position was dead. Now we have centers shooting the three ball. Ten years ago, that was never going to happen. Yeah, you got down in the block in the post. You posted up. You you asked for the ball. Russell Wilson, ten years ago, we would have never thought quarterbacks under six feet or six feet were going to be getting drafted Let alone in the first round. Let alone the first pick. Well, there back to back. Here's the thing: there was Michael Vick, but I know where you're going with this. It's on a consistent basis that guys like Baker Mayfield could go number one, or Kyler Murray can go number one, or Lamar Jackson could be a first-round draft pick. My point is, I'm not putting Lamar Jackson because he's over six feet. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about something you would have never seen. He kind of is changing the narrative of Hey, we can take a guy that's six feet." Under, or we could take a dual-threat quarterback now. The pocket passer, they're starting to maybe get away from that. Just like the NBA, they started getting away from centers. Or they've changed, and you've seen big men become jump shooters, shooting three balls. And now we look in the NBA, a whole new view of how... We draft shooters now, just shooters. You look at guys like Jamal Mary, Tyler Harrow, Devin Booker. I know they're all from Kentucky, hey, but still. How about all the kid th- from Atlanta? That's what. Trey go- Young as well, another guy. Guys like that 10 years ago, you might have taken them late in the first round, maybe, because point guards at the time were facilitators. They weren't shooting the ball like crazy, scoring like they do. Look what Steph Curry has done. For shooters, look what he's done for the NBA. Look what Russell Wilson has done for quarterbacks. Look at what he's done to change the way we look at the narrative of you must draft a pocket passer. Back in the day, now you're getting rid of that whole narrative. Let's guide a guy, Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield, amazing. Never would have thought this would ever happen. And both guys just so happen, they get the balls in their they get the ball in the hand. They can do whatever. It's amazing what they do. Steph Curry, you know what he does. If he gets over half court he can take a shot from anywhere on the court. When B- Russell Wilson's on the field, he can be running 30 yards back, he might still get a first down because of the way he's changed the game. Both quarterbacks or both players are generational talents. They're both in the West Coast as well, and they've changed the outlook of each sport, of each sport with the name of shooting in this ver- in the in the of ver- uh, with basketball, what I mean. And then the NFL drafting dual-threat quarterbacks and quarterbacks That are under six feet. Guys like now another name that you could possibly be hearing? Jalen Hurts. Two years ago, you would have never talked about Jalen Hurts as maybe a first-round pick. Now with the way that Kyler Murray has gotten drafted number one, Baker Mayfield has gotten drafted number one, it's because of a guy named Russell Wilson who has changed that forever. Oh, yeah. And now that you see guys in the NBA shooting the ball more, big men playing. just shooting. And we well, always get that this It's not even just playing, shooting. Steph Curry, listen, got guys like Trey Young drafted. Okay, before Steph Curry, we always had point guards that could shoot. Not guys. like Listen, this. Penny Hardaway could shoot, and he was a point guard who was eight. The difference is Steph Curry was a small point guard. Too, remember coming out of Davis? He was like this. Okay? He was a guy that and we never thought his big, game. But they said this game would never translate into the NBA because it's yep. a big man game. Yep. You know The the, the, yep. the smallest guy that we could ever remember being that successful was Allen Iverson, okay? A small guy, a guy that's under six foot or close to six feet. Spud Webb? I okay? mean, guys okay. like that. Yeah, but uh, but I know what you're saying. So, Scoring. I know, yeah. Yes. Steph Curry, Trey Young in his second year is averaging twenty-eight points a game. You know, still we had question marks going on in Trey Young. Is he even big enough to compete? Because Curry's bigger than him. Was he going to be able to compete and, and then, be successful at this level? And then look at a Man, guy. He has, and he's become a super. A star for the Atlanta Hawks Now you look at Russell Wilson What he has done for the Seattle Seahawks And for the rest of the NFL and the rest of the guys The guys like you said Kyler Murray and Baker Look Murray. at what Kyler Murray's doing right now He's on the verge of maybe going, throwing for almost close to 4,000 yards this year he has A year the, ago He has helped those guys go from guys that maybe would have got drafted Late in rounds To, to first round picks To yeah. now number one pick Ted a year ago at this time we weren't even considering Because there's Kyler no Murray. thing about dual threat You know, Cam Newton dual threat. Lamar Jackson, Michael Vick. We've had dual threats. Colin Kaepernick. But to see what he's done. But guys that are smaller. Other than Drew Brees, we haven't had guys under six feet dominate. And now you're looking at Russell Wilson. Change the way we view quarterbacks. Steph Curry has changed the way we view shooting for the rest of time. Until we're gone from this world, the NBA will now forever be a shooter's league. The NFL, now with the next draft, you don't know who could be the number one pick because of guys like Russell Wilson. He's changed the narrative. Steph Curry has changed the narrative. That's why Steph Curry, or Russell Wilson, I should say, is the Steph Curry of the NFL. They've changed it forever. And then we, and both, and and... We know, and look at also. I don't know if it's changed all, the game for the NFL, but it's changed the outlook. You don't of play. think it's changed it, the outlook? No, because we we just talked about it last week on the show how we should maybe maybe start considering. Drafting and getting away from the pocket passer quarterback and more of the dual threat and and they don't mind this. Yeah, they they Here's the thing: I don't think Russell Wilson's about dual threat because he's a passer. But okay, I, I think it's specifically a, I think with him when you got to use this category, you got to use it as a size thing. The speci- there you go. Ten years ago, you would have never because just you would you would have probably your job would have been on the line if you took a chance on a guy like Russell Wilson. Drafting a guy under six feet, because, and, you just don't do and it. And the next now person look that it. people were kind of now relating uh, Russell Wilson to is the Oklahoma quarter. Uh, excuse me, is the Alabama quarterback Tua? He's not that big of a quarterback. He's just over six feet, six and one. he's got the same look of, of Russell, Russell Wilson. Wilson. He's got the same leadership. Yep. And when he's healthy, and if you remember when he first came and played in the college world, he can run. He yeah. can make plays with his legs. But now that's my point. He Isn't... was dynamic enough. He's like the lefty Russell Wilson. And you're going to look at Tua might be the number one quarterback. And it goes to your, your motto and what you're saying. Oh, a my. smaller quarterback that has athleticism. There's always a thing, dual threat. All I'm trying to say is 10 years ago, both of these guys, they were just a thought. The idea that a six-foot six or under quarterback could be number one picks nowadays or a shooter or we thought the center position. Who would have thought back then, 10 years ago, that the center position would start, big men would start with the three ball, would in, enhance three balls to their game, shooting that. We would have never expected it. We would have never expected Russell Wilson, a guy like Russell Wilson, to come in and dominate. These two guys have done that. And they've changed the league forever. And look at, if you want to think I'm crazy, just look at the past two NFL drafts. The number one picks have been two quarterbacks with a height of six feet or under. I'm sorry. It's just these are two guys that will forever. And have two might be the number one the, pick, and he might yep. be the same thing. And these are three. These are two guys that have forever changed their sport, plain and simple. Did you want to close? Uh, let's close out with the New York Giants. We haven't talked about the New York Giants because we are Giant fans. But quickly, should the New York Giants have shut down Saquon Barkley? It's one of the big questions right now. This is a team going in. No, we don't know. Once again, another year has passed by, and it's three straight years that the New York Giants, we don't know what the direction is right now. The New York Giants... They're an abomination They're atrocious They're 2-8 and eight. At one point they were 2-2 two and two, And now they are 2-8 and eight. Boy oh boy What do they do with their franchise player? Me? I'm playing I'm forever playing I mean I'm not telling Somebody's not telling me yeah, We're going to shut you down No I'm playing that's, that's the competitor in me And that's what I want to do I want to play the game that I love And you're not taking me out I don't care Let them play and I'm glad that he stay oh, I'm playing. I'm not. Good for him. Yeah, absolutely. You're a competitor. How somebody could say, yeah, shut him down for the rest of the year. No. Then you're not. You never played the game. Because most of these people that comment and make these comments never played the game. I, 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 you, listen, was I, I bar, you, you should not be, be sit down. You, 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 under, you shut. understand where the person's coming from because you're thinking about the future. Because everyone's worried about what the player's not, not going to do. Listen, it. I, of course not. You're a competitor. No one's shutting me down. You, you, listen, guys play to injury all the time. I understand you're two and eight. You're not going over, You're not going to make the playoffs. You, I can understand sitting him week 17. You know when you when it's totally irrelevant. Nope. But not now. Not now. He's got the bye week. Let him play the next couple weeks. Listen, we got to build some you uh, some some unity with this offense. Okay. I read the stat last night. I didn't even believe this. I couldn't believe it. Golden to, and Sheffin, Evan Ingram, Saquon Barkley, and now Daniel Jones all have not been on the field, <laughs> at, together at one at at any point in this season. I would just like to see what the team would look like with those players on the field, even for a game. All right? That's all I want to see. Saquon Barker is going to play the rest of the season. If you want to sit in week 17, that's fine. You know, everyone's worried, oh, what if he gets hurt? Listen, okay, whatever. We can't play. You can't go through life wondering if you're going to get hurt, okay? Yeah, you got I, you. Go, I, 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 I take my car out, and I drive up to Farmington every Friday, Really? So is that is that okay. listen, is that really? So what you're... You can fall down the stairs. You get a car accident. You just don't know what's going to happen. Wow. Ted's, things, getting, Ted's getting real deep. Listen, Ted, things, you're things, getting. I know, but you're getting real. Happen. You're getting real deep. But that's what people worry. No, I know. What, what are you going to do? Live in a live in a box? Live in a uh, you know a, a you, bubble? A bubble. I was thinking the bubble. Do you want to say pasta? <laughs> no, no I, was I, was trying, <laughs> I was trying to think of the Waddle commercial. Remember with <laughs> the No, I don't remember the damn Wado Yeah, the guy would wear like the metal armor and he'd like be afraid to a I'm glad that Saquon Barkley is playing. He should be but playing. But he is frustrated, you could tell. Oh, yeah, He is very frustrated. Who wouldn't be? You're 2 and 8. Your first two seasons it's been not what you expected. This team has I mean, there's a lot more to talk about the Giants. We'll talk more about it. They're on their bye hey, week. They can't lose this they week. Ca- we can only hope. But that's it. We can that only was only hope. Th- what kind of crap is that? We can only hope they don't lose. They can't lose this week. They're on a bye. The bye week only, always wins. <laughs> we we'll get healthy at least. We'll get healthy. Yeah. That's whatever. That was only the first segment. That's good. Good stuff. We've got a jam-packed show for you, ladies and gentlemen. Stuff, stuff. If you didn't get to check it out, you can check us out on Spotify. The only I, way though I will say this, I know you I cut you off. Is if he's not really healthy. Like, I don't want him out there. If you're he just, says he's healthy, then he's gonna dude, I don't he wants think to he, play. I don't think he was healthy against the Jets. Well, guess what? He played. He says he's fine. And if he wants to play, let him play. Let him play. That was the that was the first part let of the Let sh- them that was, play. That was a, that was the first play. part of the show. All right. We got some, we got some good stuff to That's a great college football We got some, we talk got some great up. college football stuff, and that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, we're joined by the big old Kanish to talk some college football. Who is number four? That's the main question. We know who top three is, but who is number four? Is Alabama really done? We'll be joined by Chaz. We'll talk about that to discuss. We are keys to the city. We'll be right back, folks.
0: You're
3: listening to Keys to the City brought to you by all noise radio here's your host trevor and ted
2: Ladies and gentlemen We are back Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City We'll be joined by Big Ol' Kanish Charles Reether In a couple minutes To talk college football What does he think Of his week two College football Playoff rankings Here's the big question And this is the ultimate Question for me Is We know the top three Right now Right We know that LSU Is number one Well deserving We know Ohio State Is number two Well deserving Clemson Is well deserving Number three They're undefeated All three teams Have been dominant for who they've played, I don't care who they played, but they have dominated. That's what they've done. They're undefeated, all three. The biggest question right now is who's number four. And that's going to be the biggest question moving forward for this committee in college football. Is it Alabama? Is it Georgia? Is it Oregon? Is it Minnesota? Utah? Penn State? And maybe a Big Twelve. And see how we'll see how this weekend goes. We'll talk about that game. Big implications for the Big Twelve. But right now, those teams, you really look at it on paper. Who is the best team out of those out of those five or six teams right there? Is it Alabama? Is it Georgia? I mean, right now, Georgia. I really am not a big fan of Georgia. I do not think Georgia is number four. To me, out of the top ten, they have without question. The worst loss out of any of those teams. Yes, Alabama is number five currently right now. And they just lost to LSU. And they don't play anybody. Okay. But do you really think Alabama is not the fourth best team in college football? I ask you that. Anybody that watches college football, I know they don't play anybody. And they're going to play Auburn. That's the only big game they have left. And they might not win their conference. Okay, that's fine. But is Alabama really not the fourth-best team, Ted? If you put him on a neutral show, I said this. The- <laughs> You're Mike. Yeah, he's, he's not even on. He doesn't want to talk. <laughs> well, good. That's, uh, that's good, th- good because that's that's I, I, I do not interrupt you. No, I don't want to hear you either. That's so, good sometimes. I said this to you. I'm like, I understand. There's two different I- tests. There's the eye I- test, which is common knowledge. Just watch the game, and you can tell certain teams are at different levels. Yep, That's, that's obvious. And then there's one where we've gotten in arguments with Chaz, which is the most deserving. And I understand the, the hatred for Alabama because I'm a Yankee fan. And people hate the Yankees. It's, it's, it's cool to hate. People are sick of seeing Alabama because they've been in the college football playoff every year. And, you know, you'll hear the excuse, well, they haven't played no one. They don't beat no one. Okay. Okay. But. If I wind up Minnesota today against Alabama, put them all on the neutral site. What do you think? This first of all, if we're talking gambling, who cares what, about I the spread? Don't I'm telling me no, that no, 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 because that, that's indicative of the game. That's an, I don't. The spread I, is indicative who, of the game. Who, it is because it is an it's very indicative of the game. Because if Alabama was playing Minnesota, sorry, we, we, they would be at minimal they win two the, touchdown favorites. I know. They win the game by what the gamblers say. Okay, so it's, the game's over already. But here's the thing. It's indicative because if the game, if they thought Minnesota was good enough, the spread would be like three. That's what I'm saying. Chaz is calling. Of course okay. he is. Here he is. <laughs> Big old Kanish. We're talking cooking, guys not too much. We're talking about your favorite topic right now currently. Before we get into the games, big games right now. 5 games on the slate for you this week. Or I think there's 4, but it is a big slate. We're talking right now about Alabama, your favorite team. Oh. <laughs> I know, I know. And we're talking right now who should be number 4. And we just had the rankings. To me, it should be easy. I think Alabama's the 4th best team. Do you really think that Alabama, that Georgia, or Oregon, Utah, Minnesota, Penn State, Oklahoma, Baylor—those teams, just a handful of the teams. Do you really think, on a neutral site, those teams are beating Alabama, or are they even better than Alabama?
1: How can you, guys? Let's just look at the resume. Oh, and I'm so on. tired of the. Oh, can I gotta so interrupt tired. them? Chad. I'm so tired of the national media <laughs> saying it's about the best teams that, that get into the college football playoff. Then you know what? Don't play the regular season and just pick them in the preseason. But
0: it don't you,
2: you do not think that Alabama is the fourth best team right now? Do you really think Georgia is the fourth best team? Or you might have somebody different. I don't know if you have Oregon or you. I don't know who's your fourth best
1: team. But if do you they, really think Georgia they, is the fourth best team? Compare resumes yeah. Georgia, Georgia beat Notre Dame a top 15 team, and beat Florida, a top 15 team. Alabama has not beaten a ranked opponent and has not beaten a top 50 or a top 100 opponent. Stop the nonsense. They beat Arkansas, a soft slate in, in the pre- How wh- What makes you think? If you took Alabama off their jersey, how can you say, okay, how can you say that They're the fourth best team in the country based on their resume. So, 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 do we just do we just pick the teams because of, of ratings and 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 based on preseason ratings? Or are we going to take the team that deserves to be there the most? Because I'm sorry,
2: and I could I talked to you about this the other day and. I compared it to the Patriots I Like right now And you said Don't compare with the NFL But it is very simple Because the Patriots Haven't played anybody Up until this point this year I know they're 8-1 They just played a, uh, Their best opponent And got smacked On Sunday Night Football But we know What the Patriots are We know what they're gonna do It doesn't matter Who they have to play they, it, Do we really need them To play the, uh, the big name schools To prove that They're a good program We know what Alabama is They've been dominating For the past 10 years In college football We know what they do It doesn't matter who they play do they get punished for that i mean we know what we've seen from them everybody they've played with the exception of a blowout loss to clemson last year they've beaten everybody and the sean watson last play of the game they've beaten everybody Chaz, so what makes you say that oh because of the resumes we have to compare resumes i know what alabama is I trust Alabama more than I'll trust any one of those other teams that are fighting for that fourth, it's final not spot. not about
1: trust. It's about what team based on who they play and who they beat and who deserves to be the top football, who deserves to compete for that college football playoff. Let me ask you this. Tua is day-to-day and might not play. This is another manipulation tactic by Nick Saban. He's going to go roll a horrible Mississippi State team, and then he's going to say, oh, well, you know, Tua was hurt, so we should be in the college football playoff because we would have been we would have beaten lsu if Tua was healthy it doesn't matter injuries are part of the game alabama it's i'm so tired of the manipulation okay why shouldn't georgia be rewarded for scheduling a home and home series with notre dame a perennial top 25 team why should we reward alabama who refuses to go into a hostile environment on the road i'm just so sick and tired of it it's not the alabama invitational it's looking at the resume and says who deserves to be there and this is just all it's it, it's then just stop the regular season get rid of the conferences and just pick them at the beginning of the year and just say it's going to be clemson alabama and whoever we feel like in the other two stops
2: i know ch- enough see Chaz and, and i understand where you're coming from i i understand i think the biggest problem and it's with the committee and i think it's w- argument why we get into the argument is what is this, bro? Is this the four best teams that we really want to see? Or is it the most deserving? Because if it's the most deserving, then you can't have Minnesota A and have four teams with one loss above Minnesota because it's we're talking deserving, right? So that should mean the team that's undefeated should always be ahead of a team that's Has with one, one loss. loss. Yeah.
1: Well, hold on. Minnesota's going to get their opportunity this week. No, to no, I,
2: no, I know, but I'm saying, if we're to, there's a difference, Chaz, because if we're doing eye tests, and you know this, Alabama's easily one of the four best teams overall, but they ha- your resume, I understand where you're coming from. Georgia's beating teams with winning records. Ranked but they opponent. also have in the top ten, without question, the worst loss. It's the worst loss by far. Out of all the one-loss teams, that are fighting for that fourth spot. South Carolina, they have just the worst. worst they State. have the worst loss. I know they beat Notre Dame, but Notre Dame has kind of taken a step back. I mean, that look. See, that that's went, what hurts Alabama. That's kind of kinda the teams like that they play a. It's kind of like year. the LSU thing. I mean, LSU. I know they beat Alabama, but oh well, we beat Texas. Well, Texas has taken a step back too. I know Georgia beat. And Notre Dame. If Georgia beats Notre Dame in South Bend, then maybe my mind changes. But since it was home, I think that does. But it's really... still, that was still a huge game. It was at the time, time. But then you come back and you lose to South Carolina. Yes, Alabama hasn't played anybody, but their one loss is against the number one team in college football. So
1: you, you legitimately think, and listen, we have a lot of football left to play. Yes, of but course. Right now, you legitimately think that Alabama's schedule of the no teams that they face in the non-conference. Their best win is what? And you think that they should be in the college football playoff over a team that beat Notre Dame? I do.
2: Well, well, Georgia's going to have to win out. Their only way they're going to be able is to win out. Chaz, I do. I I still do believe that Alabama is the fourth best team in college football. I I, I strongly believe that. I will take them
0: because, because I, know what
2: I, I know what I'm getting from Alabama. I know they, really haven't, I know they haven't played anybody. I know really?
1: it, Yes. The last, the, the last two real teams that they played with real offenses have mauled them. Okay? Their defense can't stop a nosebleed. Okay? So they deserve to be in there. Why? Because people want to see two. No, <laughs> I think they're the, the best, fourth best team in the country. In in let, the me country use, right, now. let me use
2: my model for a second, Chad. So this is what I was saying to Trev. And Trev said this has nothing to do with it. But I said, take it from the gambling aspect. Because numbers speak to what's indicative of the game. If Alabama and Minnesota were on a neutral strike, don't you think Alabama would be favored by 14 points? If if Alabama was playing Utah, don't you think they'd be favored at least by 10? If they were playing Oregon, don't you think they'd at least be favored by a touchdown? A touchdown Penn at Penn State. Georgia, Al- maybe they'd be probably a four or five no, point I favorite. No, I bet they'd be bet. a three point favorite. Okay. that's they're still it. a favorite. But, but I'm saying yeah, everyone else, I'm not counting Georgia, because I think Georgia right now is most deserving at number four because of who they'd be in. Mm. But I'm just looking at the other teams. Because the rest of the schedule, like Chaz said, is going to play out. But I'm talking about the Oregons, the Utahs, the Minnesotas, the Penn State, the Oklahomas. If they were matching up on a neutral side against Alabama, don't you think Alabama would be at least a 10-point favorite against all those teams?
1: but, but, but if you take a look at Alabama, that line against LSU was completely out of whack last week. Six. And point. Pretty- I
2: think because people wanted you to think that Alabama's history, the 31-game win streak, and the home at Bryant-Denny Field, that they were just going to continue to roll over opponents. And I think, like you said last week, fool's gold if you thought Alabama was the same team as they were the last seven years.
1: Their, their, their defense isn't. Their
2: defense so, is weak. Wait. They have six freshmen starting.
1: I agree. So my point to Trevor is when you say, Oh, you know what you're going to get? Okay. There's no Julio Jones on this team. Okay. There's no, they, they don't have seven guys that are, that are going to get drafted on that defense this year. When you say trust them, how they played Clemson, they gave up a ton of points. Okay. They played Oklahoma. Their defense got torched last year after they went up 21, nothing Kyle Murray made a joke out of them. And then the, the LSU put up 40 something points on him. So you say that you can trust them when the last three times Okay, they played any decent teams. Their defense got pummeled. Okay, and if it wasn't for Oklahoma State being intimidated and falling down early, I bet you Oklahoma wins that game. So when you say you can trust them, off of what? What they did five years ago?
2: I'll trust. I'll trust them more than I trust Georgia, or any of the other teams—Penn State, <laughs> Oregon, Utah, Minnesota. I'll certainly take my trust with Alabama. I'll ride with the tide over any of those other teams. That's they just a, don't. That's play, a, they don't
1: Play, then don't play the regular season, Trev. No, I, I,
2: like I know. It, con- it sucks, but I want the four best teams. I said a couple weeks ago that I want conference champions, too. But I want to Trev. see, ultimately, the four best teams. And I do Trev. believe that the four best teams right in, now are LSU, college, Ohio State, Clemson, and Alabama.
0: Okay,
1: but here's the problem. In college basketball, the best team always doesn't win the national championship. 100% sure the-
2: that that is true. And that's what, th- that's what happens when you have a 64-team bracket.
1: But my point is... If you're the best team in the country, okay, you have an opportunity to compete. You have a, it's very simple. Win all your games. Okay. Alabama had an opportunity to be in the college football playoff. Now this can all change. Mm-hmm. They got beat at home to LSU. Okay. They have not been a ranked opponent. So I don't think that they should get in there. And I think that at the end of the day, it can't be a, a predetermined okay, this is the team that has the most NFL stars. These are the deepest rosters, these who we want to see in the college football right, Let me
2: ask you let me ask you this then, okay. And it's one of the games that I'm gonna to talk to you about is okay, so Georgia goes into Auburn. They lose to Auburn this week. They're all Alabama, Alabama beats Auburn in the last game of the year, doesn't get into the conference championship game. It's gonna be Georgia versus LSU. LSU. LSU wins. Does Does Alabama still get in? No. Even with the conference, but they destroy. But who gets in over them? Does a Pac-12 team get into the, get over them?
1: Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I think people. I think people are underestimating the Pac-12 because they're not on TV. They haven't been relevant. Mm-hmm. But guys, let's be. This Oregon team is a good football team. Okay. I,
2: yeah, they, I think so too.
1: Utah's defense is a very good football team. I think we are underrating the Pac-12 this year. I really, I, listen, I don't like watching Pac-12 football. I think people are really underestimating them. I think it's going to be Ohio State, Clemson, as long as they don't hiccup. LSU is in, mm-hmm. you know, barring some unforeseenable circumstance. Yeah. And then the last one's probably going to come down to Utah or Oregon, provided that they don't so- lose.
2: So I want to make this finish off this because we've had this discussion for a while and and we can continue this all day. So I told you this yesterday, Trevor, and I told you this. So Utah and Oregon have not beaten ranked opponents this year. Remember the thing I was Mm -hmm. showing you? Where they had Baylor and Oklahoma had beaten three ranked opponents this year. Now, that is what it is. The problem you're going to see is is if Georgia wins the SEC championship game over LSU, so you're going to have an SEC champion possibly with two losses or one loss. You're going to have LSU, you're going to have Alabama. And the thing what's going to come down to is if LSU wins it, right, so you have LSU, Clemson, Ohio State, are you going to take Oregon, who could win the Pac-12 championship, and have one loss, or Alabama with one loss? But here's what you're going to have to look at. Alabama's one loss, if we're just looking at the resume, Alabama's one loss is to the number one team in the country in LSU. Oregon's one loss is going to be to maybe the fifth best, best team in the SEC in Auburn. And then you're going to be like, so who's the better loss? Are we talking better losses or are you going to say resume? Because Oregon really hasn't played anyone other than Auburn, who's oh. the fifth best team, and they lost. So you can't count that. Like, yeah, hey, you played, but you lost. That doesn't count in a resume. So their best win would be Utah.
1: On a neutral field in, 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 the, in the first game of the year.
2: Yeah, yeah, and to, but here's the problem though Oregon should have won that game You were playing a freshman true freshman quarterback blow and you were winning the game for 55 minutes
1: Yeah, I, I, but my point being is is you have to look at it too And if you're gonna look at the resume and each loss is different, right? Yeah. and I would look at it and say, okay If and, and the committee is obviously guys rewarding teams that went out and played non-challenging conference Who
2: Has the most impressive loss? This is another. It's a question you should ask. Is it Alabama or is it Oregon? I don't think you can count losses because we gotta talk about wins. Who cares about yeah. the losses, right? Uh, yeah, but if it I, came down I, to I, that, if it came down to both one loss, teams, I would say who had the better win then. Who has the best win, not the I better would, loss. I would take Alabama because they beat Auburn.
1: Well, guys, if you oh, look yeah, at that, actually, that would I make mean, sense. That's what I what Alabama beats Alabama Auburn at the loss to. That's to what I'm trying to
2: say. If Alabama beats Auburn and it's that one By loss, and Georgia, and Georgia gets eliminated and it's all between Oregon and Alabama, say they beat Utah, which is the better win? Is it Oregon over Utah, or is it Alabama over Auburn?
1: I'm going to give Oregon the credit for going out and playing a non-conference team week one. I'm gonna, and, I'm, and that's what the committee basically has been saying. We're going to reward teams that play challenging non-conference schedules. So I, I, think Alabama, I think they're sending a clear message to Alabama. Hey, Nick Saban, stop manipulating me. You had two weeks to prepare for LSU, and you got pumped enough go play somebody in the non-conference and stop trying to gerrymander the schedule by playing a soft cupcake game before auburn and always having a bye week before lsu
2: that's that's an avid alabama supporter right there at its finest no we're gonna get into the game so quickly you got michigan state we're gonna start off with your i guess your favorite team in college football i guess michigan state versus michigan 13 and a half point favorite wolverines Right now, Michigan Michigan State is struggling. They're on a four game or three game losing streak. They just lost to Illinois. They blew a twenty five point lead last week. I mean, are they gonna get killed in this game? Is Michigan starting to find their groove right now? We're running the football. I mean, it looks like they're starting to warm up. Who do you got in this? Me personally, I think it's easily. I'm just gonna make the pick right now. I think Michigan's gonna blow them out of the, the stadium. I think this is a close game, but we'll
1: hear from this is going to be my shortest prediction of all time. There you go. Michigan is going to throat them. <laughs> Lay the 13 and a half. Okay.
2: Sounds good. Next one. We got the midshipmen of Navy going in to South Bend to fight face those fighting Irish. Who do you got in this game? Are you going with the military or you're going with the Catholic school?
1: Well, I'm going to tell you this. Notre Dame's going to certainly be racking up some travel rewards over the next five weeks, four out of the next five games are away from South Bend, and they start their road trip in Annapolis against Navy's triple option attack. Notre Dame's run defense has been stout over the year. Only Wake Forest rushed for more than 170 yards against the Irish D, and Brian Kelly had a week to prepare for the midshipman ground ground-and-pound attack. All signs point to taking the Irish here with the extra time and a red-hot Ian Book. But as Senator Moynihan said, to be Irish is to know the world will break your heart. I don't think Navy will win this game. However, I think 24 is way too much in a rivalry game. I'm grabbing the 24 here.
2: Third 24-point favorite? No, seven and. No, a I got seven and a seven, seven and, and a half, half. Notre I
1: think you're looking at the wrong line, boys. It's
2: no, 24 and a half. No, we, 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 no, no, it's on ESPN. I got it right in front of me. Minus seven and a half. Where are you looking? Where'd you get yours? <laughs> if, it's 24, I the...
0: if
2: it's 24, I'm taking Navy 24 I'll take Na- I'll all day. Take Navy,
1: I'll take that one. Take... So you know what? Who cares? I'll take him with seven and a half. Okay.
2: Uh, you know what? I, this game is always a close-knit game. Always a Navy. That triple option, you have to be sound on defense for Notre Dame. So let's get into another big-time game right now. Minnesota coming off the huge win, probably the biggest win in program history over Penn State. Going to Iowa. We know what Iowa's done the past couple years. They play spoiler. They beat Ohio State. They beat Michigan. We add the trifecta, and we eliminate the Golden Gophers.
1: Guys, everyone's underestimating the Golden Gophers. They didn't think they could beat Penn State at home, and now they think they will beat the Hawkeyes at one of the toughest places to play in the Big Ten, Kinnick Stadium this Saturday. You know who's more overlooked than the Gophers? Their quarterback, Tanner Morgan. He's the fourth most efficient passer in college football, only behind Hurts, Tua, and Burrow. The Gophers can still lose this game and qualify for the Big Ten championship game, but I really believe PJ Flex Gophers will continue to row the boat. It's not midnight yet, Trev. Grab that champagne. Cinderella's still dancing. Oh, wow. I'm taking the Gophers with the three.
2: Okay, Minnesota. I like- All right, We're gonna finish off with the two big ones of the weekend, and that is the f- the biggest game in the Big Twelve up to this point, and probably for the rest of the season. That's those Oklahoma Sooners going against the cinderella's maybe another cinderella of college football one of the 5 remaining teams that are undefeated currently in college football the top 3 and that minnesota and baylor and are undefeated and oklahoma is favored by 10 and a half what do we got yep. does oklahoma end the dream season of baylor or does baylor continue their cinderella run
1: yeah. I mean, everyone was praising the Sooners defense in the beginning of the year when they were playing inferior competition. But I think over the last two weeks, we picked up on two things, Kansas state and Iowa state carved up their defense with dynamic quarterback play. Skylar Thompson for Kansas state threw for 200 yards and ran for four touchdowns and the wildcats upset win in the little apple and Brock Purdy went off for five touchdown passes. Plus the rushing score and the cyclones valiant effort in Norman. I think this is Charlie Brewers moment to shine against an overrated Sooner defense. The Bears are disrespected by the playoff committee and they will be fired up at home against Oklahoma. They will rule the day and they are going to win on the field and cover the 10 points. Yeah.
2: Wow, they're picking the, ups. That's That's maybe an the upset. That's uh, maybe the upset of the weekend. And then we're going to finish off with a big one down in the SEC. And we were just talking about a little while ago Georgia, the number four team in the college football playoff ranking currently against Auburn. Does Auburn play, spoiler, and end? georgia's hopes
1: guys the bulldogs have auburn's kryptonite okay they're going to be able to compete in the trenches on the offensive and defensive line against the tigers their offensive line is one of the best in college football they are not letting jake Fromm get touched and their defensive front has been rock solid against the run believe it or not i know you guys love fake news but this is the truth georgia's defense is ranked second in the nation behind ohio state in scoring defense while leading the sec in total defense i'm not ready to believe in bo Nicks. Who against formidable competition, Oregon, Florida, and LSU, he has failed to complete forty-two percent of his backs passes. I'm letting the dogs out, the Georgia Bulldogs, that is, and laying the two and a half here.
2: Okay, big Olkinish, thanks. We'll for, see you guys. Thanks for joining us again, buddy. I appreciate it. We'll see you. Oh man, he is—he is quite the. Uh... Quite the work. Well, see, we could have this discussion all day, and it's and it's great because, I, you know, I, I look at the comments, you know, Jace, he's a big pick, Pac-12 guy. Big Utah, Utah fan. Big Utah, Utah fan. fan. You know, the question is going to be if Utah wins to Pac-12 and beats Oregon, see, I feel like Oregon's going to get more of the script. Would Utah get the enough of respect? Over Alabama? Get... No. No. See, I think no. Oregon might have, might have the chance. Oregon might have the chance because of the name. And they also played Auburn. Yeah. And their one loss is to Auburn, where Utah's one loss would be... To USC, to, to USC, so it, it, it's it's it's, you know what's great about college football is, unlike the NFL, it's really a it's such a week to week thing where like things can dramatically change. You get the upset, you get things. You know we've seen teams in the last what four or five weeks a top five team. It seems to be going down every week, so very interesting to see what happens. Going forward, no, Just, I know. I mean, it's only week 12. I know that there's still a couple more weeks, but right now, this is this is it. And, and, you, still have the, the, and you still have the championship when games you too. get da- when you get down to close to Thanksgiving, this is it. This is the time where you really got to put up or shut up. And right now, the committee's gonna have a tough task once again to figure out who right now, one through three seems, unless barring some major catastrophe for one of those teams, an injury or something. Those three teams are going to the college football playoff. It all comes down to who's number four. Whereas the past couple years, it's been uh, who's number one, who's number two. I think if it stays Pat right now, number one would be LSU, number two, Ohio State, and number three, Clemson. Four is where the million-dollar question is My question would be what would happen, God forbid, LSU loses a game. A slip up, and it can happen. It's happened. I mean, all they really got to play is Texas A and M, um, and listen. And uh, I know it's stupid. And people, Georgia, people it's crazy, Georgia. but Maybe the Ole Miss game becomes tougher than a lot of people. Okay, think Ole Miss. Stop. Has stop. Stop sipping. No. Stop drinking. Well, here's stop drink. You have with to under- that nonsense. Listen, you have to understand, son. These are 18 to 22 year old kids. How many, you, the same model you were going to use against Minnesota, where oh, after the big win against, they could have a uh, a down game against Iowa. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be quick with my predictions. I already have all my predictions right now. But I don't see Ole Miss beating LSU. No, no, I know. But I think, Burrow, I think Joe Burrow. I think Joe Burrow Listen, on. no one thought UNC was going to beat. I think Joe Burrow's been on a mission, and I think last week proved that as well. All I'm saying is, no one thought UNC would compete against Clemson, and it came down to the wire. when We were screaming at the house we, with a one point game. We, so anything is possible. We, we may a be on a game. a road to Joe Burrow versus his former team, then LSU, Ohio State, possible national championship matchup. I don't know that Just, Ohio State Clemson game two three would be a hell of a game. You think? Justin Fields versus uh, Trevor Lawrence for number one maybe next year. That's awesome. I'm gonna get into the picks quick. And then very you could have p- LSU versus Alabama. Very quickly, one. Michigan. <laughs> I see Michigan running the house, running the state of Michigan this year. I see them beating up on Michigan State. Michigan State has just went downhill very fast. Woo, went down really fast, and last last week kind of was the ultimate sign of it. You lose to Illinois, you blow a 25-point lead. There's no way they're going into the big house and beating them. I have Michigan. They're starting to, they're starting to warm up offensively. Could be a scary test for Ohio State in a couple of weeks. I'm going with the big blue. Michigan's going to roll house. I got 34-13. So I'll do my thing like I normally do. Listen, Harbaugh hasn't recorded a win over Ohio State since taking over the program, and he's 2-2 two two against Michigan State in the rivalry games. And do you know Michigan hasn't defeated the Spartans in the big house since 2012? Listen, I think they will win this game. I think it'll be a closer game This is a weird Listen, these teams When they play You get you Such a rivalry Between the two, these two teams Remember the fight They almost had At center field Because uh, Michigan State Remember they walked the field Yeah What was it? Devin Bush Yeah he was in the middle of the field it was kicking the grass Listen, Michigan hasn't recorded Back-to-back victories Over the Spartans Since winning six straight in two, From 2002 to 2007 I think this game is close I think D'Antonio pulls out All the stops Onside kicks Fake punts Fake field So ball. what do you got? So what do you got? I got twenty four seventeen. Michigan wins. Okay, cool. Thank you. <laughs> I didn't know. You know I do my thing. <laughs> no, I don't need to. I just want. Quick, don't I do have to do it. I, I want quick predictions. Thing. I want quick predictions. Fast and improved. Fast, fast, fast. No, this is not. We're in a slow, methodical, just like the Navy Notre Dame game. Ah, oh, don't boy. get me. Oh, fall asleep. <laughs> Go to the sleep then. I'll take the rest. Never mind. I'm back. <laughs> He's Na- back. I'm back. Navy. Versus ND right now. I mean, Navy, after a terrible year last year, started. Or they went 3-10, and 10, bounced back. They're 7-2. I always love watching a game like this because I love watching the triple option. I do love watching the spread offense, but I love the triple option. I love what Navy does and Army does. I just love their type of offenses. It's so hard to defend. Notre Dame, I don't know what to make of them. I mean, they're up and down. They're too inconsistent with me. Ian Book has played well this year. But Brian Kelly... I don't know what to make of him anymore. He's kind of just like a, a, a good coach, but I don't think he'll ever get to that greatness. That great tier. I think You also a, gotta understand where he's coaching. He's coaching at Notre Dame. This is an academic school. This is not And this that's is why, not and, Alabama. And that's why I this is not some of the other schools. There is just like Stanford or the Northwesterns Notre Dame certain- is Notre Dame, bro. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. There's academics that come I know, first. But they have you a have higher, to be able to get But they have this, a higher standard for football, too. Yeah, but you also... Nah, there's a difference. Are you really? You're going to really say that? I yeah, know yes, this school... Yes, because there's just a difference. Okay. You, academically, you've got to get into the school. You don't think there's a different way of getting into football at Alabama than there is at Notre Dame or University of Florida? You're going to get a different athlete. You're also going to get a different guy, too. Okay. Guy goes to the University of Florida, or you're going to go to South Bend, a Catholic white school up north. There's a difference of type of player that you're going to get. Okay, listen. Both teams are ranked for the first time since 1978. This is the 93rd meet in between the two. I always love these games. It always comes down the wire. Navy always makes this a tough game for Notre Dame. Notre Dame's led by their quarterback, Ian Book. I really like this kid. He's passed for over 2,000 yards. He has 21 touchdowns. He's rushed for almost 400 yards. He's got four rushing touchdowns. Then you look at the midshipmen. We know what they are. They are a triple option team. Love if it. If you're going to play defense against them, and I ran the triple option as a high school quarterback, you have to be fundamentally sound. You have to have your responsibility, and you have to stick to it. If one guy screws up, it ruins the rest of the defense. I think Mich- this game is going to be very close. I'll t- If if this was a spread game, I'll take Navy with the 7.5. I think Notre Dame wins a close one 27 24. But don't be surprised if Navy can pull off the upset late because this is a much better team than people are giving them credit I, for. I'm going to go with... And they're wed by their quarterback, Aaron, Perry. I'm going to go with Notre Dame. I'm going to go with Notre Dame. The close game? I think it's a close game. I think they're going to have a hard time against this number one rushing attack right now in Navy. And this is what they do. They're going to run the ball until you have an answer to stop them. I think ND makes a play down the stretch to... Seal the deal and win this. I got a score of 24-17. Low scoring, but I expect them to be right in the same range. Ooh, 24-17, seven and a half spread. They make the spread. They ain't cover. They ain't cover. They ain't cover. They did well. Yeah. I'm gonna close out with these three big games: Minnesota against Iowa. Iowa, like I said, the past couple years has played spoiler to teams that are trying to make a run. Ohio State two years ago, and then Michigan a couple years as well. Minnesota right now is 8, coming in off the huge win. Do they get the credit still? Time will tell right now. Still, they don't get the respect. And it's, it seems like they're just not going to. I know they moved up to 8, but you still have four teams in front of them that have one loss. Do they go into Iowa? A tough place at night. Always is tough to play in against a Kirk Ferentz team. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Chaz. I'm going to agree with them. I'm going to ride with the Golden Gophers. I, can, I see the continued dream season. Keep moving on. I'm hoping. I'm hoping I get to see a Minnesota Ohio State Big Ten championship. It'd be awesome. Well, to you see. will because they have a two game lead over both. But I would love to see them both undefeated. I think it would just be. I think it would be awesome for for Minnesota just specifically what they've done. PJ Fleckman, man, unbelievable coach. He did it with Western Michigan. He's doing it now with Minnesota. Minnesota season continues. I got a score of 31 to 27, even though Iowa's offense has been very bad. I got them scoring twenty-seven points. This is a tough game for me. Is it Ted? Because I want to take as a fan, I want to take Minnesota. Right? You want to see the streak continue. You want to see you wanna see the big setup matchup for next week for the Paul Bunyan trophy between Wisconsin and Minnesota. Was that would be unbelievable. You know the story of Iowa at home. It's always a tough place to play. They always seem to get at least one opponent next year. Kurt Farron's teams are always well coached. The difference, though, I think this Minnesota team, if they can build off of last week's win, they should win this game. They are the better team, without question of doubt. They have the better quarterback, a Morgan. He's got 21 passing touchdowns this year. He's got four interceptions, over 2,100 yards. They can run the ball. Listen, the kid last week, Bateman from Minnesota, was a stud last week. Over 200 yards receiving against Penn State. I didn't think Minnesota had enough last, year, last week to beat Penn State, and they proved something against their defense. I think Minnesota barely survives – I think they win 27-21 okay. at Iowa. So Okay. So you get the dream season continues. I think it j- continues. Okay. I wanted to pick Iowa, but you know what? I'm going to stick with the Minnesota Gophers. I love P.J. Fleck. I love what they're building right here. This is what he does. He goes back and forth. He can't, pay, he can't make I up his mind. I said I'm sticking I'm with Minnesota. Go Minnesota. but I want to maybe go Iowa. Make up your damn mind. I did. I, st- I still stuck with I can have an opinion. You have too many opinions. Let's get over to the Big 12, right? Now. What do you know? And the- nothing. Exactly. Nothing. 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 (laughs) I said nothing. The Big 12. Possible preview of the Big 12 championship. Ted, this is not the attitude I need. This This is disrespectful. And that's what Baylor's getting right now. They're getting the disrespect. They haven't moved. They're dropping in the polls. Good. If anything. And this is their opportunity to make their. They've won get four their conference sta- games by three and a half points. They've had. They've had. Get to their to, statement win right here. Go to you TCO can have a, and Texas Tech. You got to go to triple overtime to win games. A win is a win. It's called impressive win too. I know. Well, this could be their opportunity. They've gotten disrespected so far. Do they? Oklahoma's coming in. Do they pull off the big upset? That's the big question. No. Nope. What? Oh, very simple. There you go. Okay. Very simple. Okay. Jalen Hurts and the Oklahoma Sooners are going to win the game. It's, Like handily No 37-31 Oklahoma wins Listen, what I think the difference is going to be Hurts' running game He's got over 869, 869 yards rushing He's got 15 rushing touchdowns I was like, holy crap I looked at that last night I was like, wow That's amazing It's incredible He has really turned it around Listen, you don't have to play great defense You just have to play good enough defense To make one or two stops and that could be the difference in the game. Baylor has the number one Big 12 defense. I know they do. But they haven't played an offense like Oklahoma all season. And sorry, when you play, when you play games that are continuously or close and close, one time it's going to bite you in the butt. Now, maybe the home field advantage gets you three or four points, but it ain't going to make a difference in the scoreboard when Jalen Hurts is throwing it all over the field. Okay. So Oklahoma wins 3731. Sorry, Baylor's beer. See you later. See you in the Big Twelve Championship in the rematch. Where you'll 37-31. Lose again. Okay. I got Oklahoma too as well. I think. Sooner. Boomer sooner. Boomer baby. sooner is rolling past the Bears. They're going to run them over. I mean, Baylor, unbelievable season. Matt Mule has done an unbelievable job. He's another great coach, coach. of the year. I mean, he's I mean, him and P.J. P- Flack P- Coach PJ of the Fleck. year I Top mean, right two now, candidates P- easily Yeah I mean that's a toss up right now That could go they, Maybe they'll have a co-coach of the year They you can't have co It's either coach They've had co-MVPs They've had uh, They don't have Do they have co-Heismans Do they have co-Maxwells No it's coach of the year Because uh, Heisman It's pretty simple It's the best part. Is it uh, Is it that uh, Really Matt Mule or P.J. Fleck? You know how to pick instantly Do you know who to pick yeah. If you're the pick coach the, the end of the season, I'll pick. But right now, I'm not talking about five weeks from now. I'm talking about right now, who is the coach of the year then? You yeah. make it seem so... Huh? The, kid from, the guy from... Matt Mule? Yeah. Because of where he's... That team, after the Art Briles thing, yeah, almost know. got the death well, Minnesota penalty. Was, Minnesota was very bad. Minnesota was not a good team. But they P.J. flat. Yeah, but they also didn't have to suffer the penalties okay. and, the, and the reputation of what Baylor University and the football team. They almost... Lost their program. Good stuff. And that's why I, I give them the benefit okay. of doubt. Good stuff. I like it. I can respect that. I got Oklahoma winning as well, though. I think it'll be a high-scoring game. I think... It has to be. It's Big 12. You can only Yeah, it's Big 12. Well, are they going to play 7-3? No. <laughs> Never know. So, I mean, the SEC had 40... What was it? 45-41 last week. Yeah. I'm going to go Oklahoma. I, I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I got 44-34. I think their offense is too too much to handle for the Baylor Bears. They've had, They've had some... Close, close calls. TCU, Texas Tech. I mean, back and forth games. I think they finally come back to life. And Oklahoma brings them back to life. I got the Sooners rolling. And then let me close out with the last game. in the big one in the SEC. The Georgia Bulldogs, fourth ranked in the college football playoff. Against those Auburn Tigers. What do we have going here? Auburn, do they play? Spoiler, can they make a run? Don't know what's going to happen with them. Bo Nix against, I mean, I said this, Jake Fromm. And we were saying maybe Jake Fromm needs another year or so. But Jake Fromm versus Bo Nix, I think that's what it comes down to. The the defense. (laughs) Were you in my head? No. Because exactly what I was going to say. It just comes down to this. When I think of of matchups like this, it always comes back to the quarterbacks. Jake Fromm, the experienced leader against the freshman that's been so, like, I don't know what to make of him. He's up and down. What kind of game is he He's impressive at home. He hasn't played well against on the road. Listen, but they're he, home. They are home. They are home. I like both co- coaches and Kirby Smile and Gus You're not Smil- getting a lot of offense. Both this defenses week. are great. Chad said it right. Both programs rank fi- top five when it comes to total offense. And now that's funny in total offense too. Georgia's third, Auburn's fifth. Yep. But both teams. Highly ranked the defense. The Tigers have ranked third in the SEC in scoring defense. This is Auburn at 17 points per game. But the Bulldogs are second nationally in scoring defense at 10.1. They're fifth nationally in total defense at 260 yards. And here's another thing. I didn't realize this. Oh, the Georgia Bulldogs, and I sent you this on Instagram last night, Oh yeah, are the only team right now that have not given up a Russian touchdown it's in college football. It's never been football. done before. And through nine games. It's, it's never been, been, it's been done ne- before. never been done before. Both that's, teams a, have, that's an unbelievable Both step. teams have NFL talent all over the field. Derek Brown's going to be a top 15 pick from D line. The offensive tackle from Georgia might be the number two or three pick in the draft. It's going to be a great game to see another SEC, great matchup. It's got, and this sets up for some very interesting matchups. Interesting storylines going forward. Very much so. Who, you got? <laughs> who do you have? I got the Auburn Tigers. I do not not think this Georgia team is a good enough team. I do not think they're for real, and I'm sorry. I do not think they're one of the four best teams in college football. I mean, their defense has been great. Offense has been so suspect. They got to start running the ball, getting back to just ground and pound with DeAndre Swift, setting the play action with Jake Fromm. They haven't been able to do that. This is not going to be a high-scoring game. I got 21-17 to in favor of the Tigers, knocking Georgia out of the college football playoff. I'm going to roll with the Georgia Bulldogs. I think they're on a roll right Good. now. I think we're setting up for a matchup like of Georgia-LSU in the SEC Championship game where we're going to have two top I four think that Auburn. I think Auburn's going to win and going to set up that Auburn-Alabama game to be massive for Alabama. It's all setting see, up. That's, see, it's if, all if you're, setting up, my friend. If you're Alabama, you, if you're, you're rooting for Auburn. It's all setting up for Alabama to get back I think, into the NFL And Cal the only reason why court. I said that, I just think it's gonna Jake happen. Happen. Fromm, he's got to have a game to win a game. Like, he's got to be. He's got to take that moment. He's got to well, have that he moment. He hasn't had that moment this year. What did I say at the beginning of the year about Georgia. He needs to be a Trevor Lawrence He needs to be a Tua He needs to have moments He needs to be a Joe Burrow Joe Burrow had his right moment now. last week He needs to be a Joe Burrow That's why guys like Justin Herbert Jake Fromm Good quarterbacks I need to see Even Jalen Hurts needs Hurtz to, to have Jaylen. that guy I need too. to see the moments Jake Fromm This is your moment Can you go into Auburn And pull off and get out of there with a big win If not You're the same old I'll Georgia take Bulldogs. I'll take Georgia 20-17 to 17 over Auburn Okay well, time will tell. We'll see what happens. It's a big, big, big games. A, lot, a great slate of games this week, so let's enjoy those. I know I will be. Ladies and gentlemen, we are taking our final break. When we come back, we will be joined by the Joseph Aguirre to talk some New York Yankee baseball and also the Houston Cheat Strohs. We'll talk about that all. Keys to the City. We'll be right back, folks.
0: <laughs>
3: We've got sports here on Keys to the City, brought to you by All Noise Radio. Here's your host,
2: Trevor and Ted. And ladies and gentlemen, we are back as he's walking in. Here he is, the Joseph Aguirre is joining us. You, you ready? Ready to do this? Oh, yeah. Ready
3: this? Born ready, friend.
2: I need a couple of paper towels. Thank you. Need a couple of paper towels What happened? I dropped some water Oh I'm, I, I'm a mess
3: Literally the worst thing you could do
2: Speaking of <laughs> a messes right now We're not going to start with the New York Just Yankees Just covered your face well, Speaking of messes Right now the MLB has a mess going on With the Houston Cheat I call them the Cheat now I like now. That's I like what has happened I mean Ooh. you know about it If, if, if you haven't known you're like, It's, it's kind of like the Miles Garrett thing You're living on the rock of what's going on in the MLB right now 2017 this is from 2017 could be happening for the past couple of years i don't know if it happened this year as well that must mean it has but yeah you know the story you know what's going on the houston astros in my case the houston cheatstros my god what does this mean for the mlb i mean i know houston looks like this is going to be bad for Do you them. know they're going back to 1951 the bobby thompson home run they hit around the world what are you talking that, about supposedly there's a thing now that he knew the <laughs> certain pitch 1951 oh, oh, right, I know right, we're going
0: right, to rewrite history right, again. There right. we go. It's like the world now. We and don't and don't need to
2: get, I'm just saying it, it was
3: they're going as back now As long as professional you know, sports, sports have been technology's always been used. People are cheating and yeah, you know, when uh, I would say more often than not when technology is invented teams in organized sports are like how can we use this to cheat. And there's really two I think two opinions on this right now. There's the ah, what are you going to do? And there's the You gotta do something And ultimately Baseball will do nothing
2: Oh no no They will Oh They're, they have they, Joe they well, have to They'll. Dr- they'll I wish dr- you heard Russo yesterday what? Mad Dog $500,000 fine Joe if they don't do anything fine. They'll
3: They'll They'll, they'll Ru- take some draft you, know what draft Ma- you know what
2: Mad Dog said what? First things first He goes AJ Hinch 25 game suspension The GM fifty. 50- 50 game suspension. The the organization million dollar fine. 100 games. Sus- the then, whole team 100 game suspension. Can't then, play. They can, only they can no. win only 62 and, games. Sorry, sorry, yeah. sorry, right. sorry, sorry, Steve. The Astros are not winning. And then sorry. And then he said take some draft picks away. But yeah. they have to do it quick. They have to do it because the longer this prolongs, it just it kind of Joe. Loses. If this if you think that they're not going to get a punishment. This is this would be like the NFL dropping the ball on the Miles Garrett thing, which they didn't. This would be dropping the ball major. What, on Rob, on Robert so what Ma- is Rob the
3: appropriate? I mean, what is what is taking draft picks away? Suspension or or or. Let me ask you something. You think of AJ Hinch. Let's say, yeah, let's say they suspend it for 25.
2: Joe has a job next year for 25 games for the Houston Astros, and he'll go 21 and four. I don't think so. I th- Why no. not? No, he's not. Are we going back with this Yankee Look, there, thing? There's a
3: good chance that AJ Hinch will be in his office during those games, and I'm just gonna guess based on the solid uh, technology in Houston. Knock, knock. That he'll be, yeah, he'll be. Send a plays right through the wall to them, so it, it's it's ultimately not going to hurt them. What they should do is what they do in football, like college football. Take the championship away,
2: so they won't. You I know?
3: I know. I know. I think that's too. I think I don't. I think understand do that, that. <laughs> but again, so to me, there's there is no other justice. Taking some draft picks away is not going to hurt that team.
2: You know I saw another point that said, um, don't put them on national television for, like on the uh, for like the first half of the season. So do you think so it's you, you just for ratings why are you Yeah but money? so
3: the expression is cutting off your nose despite your face. Mm. One of the top teams. I'm going to take one of the top teams off the docket. Yeah, and how am I going to sell that to my broadcast? No, I know. I I saw. I mean, again, these are crazy ideas. There should be a punishment, and 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 maybe the punishment's going to be what it's been for the steroid era, guys. Where we'll always know. Tainted. The last trick next to 2017. And I, and I don't I look at it the wrong way. Is
0: it a,
2: tw- it's a, it's a tainted championship then?
3: It's got to be a tainted championship again. And, and, and look at this team over the last three years. And you look at their home Bro, record. You, you can't just talk and about their road record.
2: And you got to really wonder,
3: you know. Uh, it, there's a clear advantage at home to that team. And not for nothing, the Yankees brought up the whistling this, this uh, postseason. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. And then next thing you know, the Astros lose every single game at home.
2: Well, like something, the, the, something oh, happened. The, oh, in the 2017, the Astros won no, all the home 20, games. Right. In but 2019, this they lost season, in the World Series. So yeah. After the Yankees, you remember after Game
3: One, they said there was whistling going on. Yeah, now, yeah if, they played. If, it, I saw. I look, saw it on Twitter. If you think there was just some random whistling. And the Yankees started picking – I mean, you pick up on these things. They're stealing signs. We're picking up on you stealing signs. So, right now, we're going to start throwing down multiple signs. That's the game that we're It's playing. always been happening, to It is. Guys always steal signs. It is. And, again, you know, I heard A-Rod talking about this yesterday. They're stealing signs, and then there's that line that we don't cross. Yeah. And these guys have clearly crossed the line. A.J. Hinch, during the, the postseason against the Yankees – Laughed off the idea that they were that they were stealing signs, all the while Major League Baseball was still investigating what they did in 2017. And now they're going to
2: 2019. So
3: this is this is really bad news. Okay, this was a team. This this would be like if Tom Brady during Deflategate was like had a flat ball in his hand. and He's like, well, I don't know what everyone's complaining about. I mean, come on, man, you got to so start blowing say, the balls so up. So if at you that think point. this is
2: so serious, then. Why do you think there would be so light on the punishment? What did they do with this steroid era? Not getting into the Hall of yeah, Fame. Yeah, but now, see, now those it's Those guys now. are not going to get into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, but now it's all now. Those guys, yeah, it's a slap on the wrist, but all those guys ultimately are not getting into the Hall of Fame.
3: I disagree. I think this season, I think it's very likely Bonds and Clemens get in, and who's not in? I don't think so. Who's not in? Maguire and Sosa? Palmeiro. Palmero? You, you could Palmero make, Pal- 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 well, you could make the argument against all three of those guys. As whether it be as compilers, A-Rod, with A-Rod, low A-Rod, batting A-Rod. average. another
2: one? Sure. Canseco?
3: Well, Canseco wasn't getting it was in. Never but I think A-Rod will serve his time, and he will eventually get it. Because in he's almost
2: fame. doing, like, he's doing all these good. He's got a new show coming called Back in the Game. He's on all these networks. Yeah, it's like a vindication story. But he's, on MLB. he's the ultimate one. He's on, MLB. My... he's on ESPN announcing the game. He's, he was on the But network. that's my thing. I, I just, you, you say that. This is, this is crossing the line And teams should be pissed about this But you think there's going to be nothing Nothing's going to happen with this
3: I, I mean, it's, again, like I said A million dollar fine You know, maybe, the owners got worth a billion Maybe you so. suspend Jim Crane for a year I, I, Whatever, again, I, I'm just saying Whatever you're going to do You're not taking the championship away And no. I get that, I understand that You didn't take the steroid records out of the books So you- we're stuck with what we're stuck with so, ultimately, whatever you're going to do is going to be either a slap on the wrist or a really hard slap on the wrist. But at the end of the day, the Yankees still got screwed, and
2: you're, and you're not going to do anything do about feel, that. How any- do you feel about Kor um, and Beltran getting investigated? Right now. You got to do your due diligence, though. You but gotta, That's what I'm saying. This is a huge deal. Just, and now the a, Red Sox have to deal with this. And the Mets. The Mets just got a new a manager, and they already got to deal with him. Of course. He it. Here's, the think about here's, that. here's the And the Red Sox got to deal with it, though. You also got to right. look at it from this perspective. So and, I was, and, I, and this is why I'm bringing this up, because I heard it on Mad Dog yesterday, the Russo. What about Verlander? Look at what he's done since he's been a Houston Astro and his home record. Redeemed himself, okay. his whole career. he has redeemed himself. Now you could say, listen, he's still great. Yeah, he's still great. Yeah. But knowing certain things, how many more wins c- did he acquire because of certain technology techniques in Houston as a pitcher? Does he deserve a Cy Young? Five extra wins, three extra wins, two extra wins may got him the Cy Young over Cole. 21 wins. You know what I mean? Yeah, got him 21. 21 Is he a Ray? He's home. There's certain advantages. And if that was and com- he turned himself around when he left Detroit, all of a sudden. He was like he was rejuvenated, like a youth. He was no good at the end of Detroit. Everybody did,
3: thought it was Kate Upton, but the, yeah, yeah, I think he, it might be sign then he went, then he went But deep. also,
2: how long has that thing actually been in that area that they've been saying? Well, my fear is the expert, from the set at least since 2017. Well, since, okay, so has was, it been in the same position yes. since 2017? Is in that center field wall? Well, maybe wall where board. it was
3: before wasn't working, and they were like, "Hey, moving over there." Oh this is working.
2: And listen, they probably paid <laughs> some
0: yeah,
2: <laughs> they, probably, perfect. they probably paid some scrub like a guy like us and say, Here, we're gonna give you twenty thousand dollars, we're gonna operate it. Every time you're just gonna send us a little tap single and the guy in the behind the dugout's just gonna go like the Brett Gardner. How should the? It, it makes a difference if you know what if a uh, breaking ball pitch is coming Absolutely. or fastball. Again, it, every little inch If you know it's mattered.
3: not a breaking ball and you can sit fastball and you're a halfway decent major league baseball Huge. player, that is a monstrous advantage for you.
2: How bad does this look for the MLB right now? And just dealing with all this nonsense. I think now. they've got to be thankful
3: that the Nationals won the World Series. That is because true. my goodness, if this, yeah, I mean, if they this, win again. If they win again, oh yeah. How do you, this, uh, this would be this would be a disaster if you were talking about 2017 and say they had won it again yeah. and again, having already having been all, accused by the Yankees and and were investigating whether whether there was more to that story. That would be that would be devastating to baseball. And There's already there people that don't like you, baseball, and and I think for a lot of people, this has people more fuel like,
2: to the fire. And here's the thing: if we're only talking about the 2017, and I really think it was probably more of a postseason thing than regular season. Because that's where you really want the advantage. You're not looking so much in the regular season. You're like, whatever, okay. But you've got to work this system but, up during the regular exactly. season. Exactly. But here's Make the thing. sure it works. They played the Yankees in the ALCS in 2017. They are a different team when they were home those four games and when they won than they were on the road. Their batting average, everything dropped. So It's was like they knew what was – never mind. Coming. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it, it, it's unfortunate. Yeah, it's, it It stinks. <sighs> Technology is always going to be part of the game, especially now where everything. Well, what is the future of the MLB with this whole thing happening? Well, hang on. Future, future how about, is bright. How about, how about this, for instance? Well, with though, this whole situation, how do they how do they move on and correct this issue?
3: Assuming that they cheated, and and it was successful, and I'm I'm based on the report, 2017, yes. I'll assume 2019. They haven't finished the investigation. I'm just going to go out on a limb and say they find that the Astros were stealing signs uh, and, 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 and that cost the Yankees the series. Now you've got Yankee fans who are losing their mind. Want everybody out of town, and it's like, well, <laughs> these guys were cheating, though. They were cheating; like we had no chance. We weren't gonna win this thing. Like that was just one more. Like not only did you have to beat Verlander and Cole and Granky, you
2: had to beat the camera
3: You also had to beat cameras and guys flashing signs and all sorts and whistle,
2: of stuff and whistleblowers.
3: <laughs> you whistleblowers. Listen, I told you I didn't think the better team won that series. And I'm more convinced of it today than I was when that series ended. And talk about this year or correct. 2017? This, 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 this season and 2017 applies. Because I think the Yankees were a – I don't think the Yankees were a better team roster-wise. I think the Yankees outplayed the Astros in that series and couldn't beat them at home. And now we know why. Could be, yeah. I guess so. No, it, not – not. it I could be. No, I guess, yeah. I guess. It, this is a fa- fact It's now. a fact. It's factual. This is fact. That's and, I, and, and, again, I think for Yankee fans who are ready to blow the whole thing up, get rid of Stanton and Sanchez and Paxton and Happ and everybody else, I mean, it, it literally took a not coordinated
2: even, effort. Not even Yankee fans, how should baseball teams feel? All 28 other teams. I think the other 28
3: teams don't mind that it happened to them – by the Astros because it affected the Yankees negatively. And that, that seems to be the mindset throughout the game. As long as the Yankees keep losing, the Yankees. If the Yankees, it hurts the Yankees, even if it hurts us too, that's fine as long as it hurts the Yankees. That seems to be the mentality that I've gotten. Just being on Twitter uh, the last 24 hours, that seems to be the sentiment. Like, nobody cares. I don't
2: praise the Patriots. I don't know where you get that from. I definitely don't praise the Patriots. He's <laughs> like, you guys praise the Patriots, but who said the Astros? That? Oh my God. <laughs> I don't praise the Patriots. Listen, I listen. They just have been—they've been so great and consistent. Listen, I'm sorry. Listen, when the teams win for 20 I'm years, I'm gonna what make do you a to statement say? that's probably not the most comfortable. It ain't cheating unless you get caught. That's the only cheating is only indicative if you get, actually get caught. It's if not, you do your thing rough, and you I'm, don't get caught, it's, it's not, not cheating. It's what not, is it? it's just doing what you get it's, <laughs> it's, no it's it, it, i'll put, I'll take Steve's words it's taking advantage of whatever you can as a player as a team to get if that if you're thing. not
3: cheating you're not trying is that it's, it's, the mentality that we're not? coming out of why not wow
2: it's only listen That's saying a bad precedent right now can I to I just, all of our followers, I, no it's not because can I throw something at a no It's only looked negatively when we you got something out of this
3: is gonna be so left field, but Usain Bolt, I have always insisted something's huh? wrong there. What the hell did that How sense? could that guy be so much better Wait, than everybody what? else? Everybody in that sport cheats. Except for that guy, and all he does is beat all the cheaters. Well, I
2: will say this though, oh, that was he is—that's well, like way. i just yes, Here's the thing, an advantage of that, and just—and I know—is uh, uh, one thing is he's six foot four. Oh, Most of those are runners are really five for eleven, yeah. and your stride yeah. is a half stride. New over, segment. It's like on, me and new Trev. New you ever seen on Trev on run? track? Yeah. Track and field. You ever track seen Trev run like down the base path, It looks like he takes a thousand steps to get to first base. Yeah. And I'm like, dude. Try. Uh, listen. Bro. My point is, when when something <laughs> seems <laughs> I, that's how I when something
3: uh, seems odd uh, or like whoa, that's weird. You know, Bonds seventy three home runs. Everybody was like, oh. Or 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 again, think about Sammy Sosa in ninety eight, and then think of Sammy Sosa in ninety six.
2: Sammy Sosa in ninety
3: six was like a fifteen home run hitting guy. Two
2: thousand one, he was hitting five hundred foot home runs. I
3: mean what? Like, Remember it, Jose
2: Batista? Yeah, listen, but, but
3: it was good for baseball. It, it was, and that's because and that's of always the mentality baseball. But this is takes. look but the, Yankees, di- the Yankees. That's, the Yankees that's losing to the Astros. The Yankees can't get over the hump. You know, that's different. They love that. This is not that. a good look for baseball. I think it they, is a good look for baseball. I think it's exactly what baseball wants. <laughs> it's the Yankees. Listen, it's the Yankees in the ALCS, but not the boring like oh. it was in the late nineties where they just won it every single year. I don't think people like that.
2: You know what people are going to say? I did. You know what people are going to say? The Yankees weren't just good enough. The, A- the Red Sox had no problem being the Astros last year or two years ago if you well, want to Well, that's because last-
3: they, they have the same sign-stealing guys. Alex, like Cora. Cora. Alex Cora. Cora. Cora, you know what? Oh, they probably not. didn't do it to Alex Cora because right. they knew. I'm sure Cora was like, "Listen, I hear banging, buddy. You're in big trouble." <laughs> AJ H I I will call the commissioner's office if I hear one whistle or one bang yeah, if, on a wall. If you're
2: a team with the Red Sox and the Mets and dealing with this right now, you're trying. I mean, especially Beltran. He's a new manager. He's trying to get. I don't anymore. think he's really going to have to deal with it. They're going to ask him some questions. He's going to deny it. Right, we'll see. Move on. Time will tell. Speaking of the Yankees, we're going to talk to the New York Yankees. And Brian Cashman came out. Different kind of attitude from last year to this year. That'll last happen year... when
3: you're sleeping on the streets.
2: <laughs> last year, <laughs> the big names were Patrick Corbin, Bryce Harper, Manny Machado. And he really didn't say anything. This year, it was quiet last year. This year, he's come out and already said, I know it's obvious. Oh, we're going to go. They have to go do this. It's obvious. But he's already has been stating it multiple times. think it's smoke and mirrors. Or do you think it's actual all talk that he's going after? Full on, all in for Cole and Strasburg.
3: Um, I think it's. I think it's the more likely scenario is one or both. I think Cole is their is their number one target. Yeah. yeah. I think again, being that it's Scott Boris, you know, I think we all understand uh, Cole's going to get more money than Strasburg and a, and a better deal. And so I, you know, I think it, it, it behooves the Yankees to find out a little bit about both because if you can get numbers on Strasburg, it'll sort of help you figure out what, what's Cole going to get. And then you'll decide
2: whether you're in or not. Yeah, and I still, I still think Strasburg is probably more likely going to sign with the Nationals. I think, that, I think I would give that more of a 50% chance that that happens. They said and, Cole is uh, the, fa- the favorite to, get that, to sign Cole is the Yankees. Yeah, but then you know what the that's thing is? That is every mean. year the same. In, no, that's so, not. That's yeah, it is. The Machado. Because the Yankees well, right. have the most money. No, they and the never Yankees Yankees said Machado. Have, I don't think they ever every thought Machado or big, Harper listen, was the favorite to go to the well, Yankees. Well, think about I this. swear to when God though, he was coming th- to th- the Yankees. Think about oh, this.
3: Machado? Oh, I thought it was a coup. Th- I thought it was going to be like one of those when they,
2: hey, guess what we did? Hey, think about this. Every year, though, when have the Yankees not been in on a big-time free agent? When's Correct. But here's the thing. Look,
3: you go back to the trading deadline last year. There were deals to be had. Brian Cashman didn't like any. Yeah, of course. Them. He didn't make a move. And, but there was and, no and good and move it, to it, make. And it, right, and it worked out. It was it was the, the no move was the right move. The idea that you know, look, Patrick Corbin, and I know he I know he did all right. He did pretty good in. He playing. did all right
2: in the postseason. He was good.
3: He was okay. I'll give you. He was pretty okay. How's that sound? No, give me at least he was good. At the he was decent. <laughs> Patrick Corbin doesn't strike fear in the hearts of anybody. He's not The money they're paying him and the results they got are – it wasn't worth it. I wouldn't put him at at our number one, though. If the Yankees signed Corbin, he would have been the number one guy in the rotation. No, Severino would have been
2: the number one. He would
3: have been the number one guy in the rotation because Severino wouldn't have been there.
2: How would you – what do you mean? Because he was injured. No, I'm pretending he's – before the season – Pretending? Now we're we're pretending? Once it
3: happened, Corbin would have been your ace. Maybe they don't get Paxton. No, they, uh, they probably would have because I'm it was, just saying, it was maybe a saying tra- yeah. Maybe they I, wouldn't have, though. Maybe. I, I'm just Yeah, saying, I understand. more picture. Maybe different. the Yankees will get it this yes. way. We
2: got Paxton for a lot less, and we didn't have to pay that type Correct. of money compared to what Corbin is. And we look at them in the same boat as, hey, they're both lefties. They don't have overpowering stuff. They both have great stuff. They both can win a Cy Young. But sounds like two good pitchers to me. I
3: take Paxton over Corbin all day. Twice on Sunday.
2: Well, don't forget, Corbin pitches in the NL. And we, we've talked about that's this. The other pitching problem in the NL is a lot easier than pitching the AL. Because just look at the DH position. Just look at the teams so in, are you in general are better. Look, are you saying everybody that
3: goes to the National League turns their career around. Uh, anybody who starts in the AL and goes to the NL dominates. And when you bring NL guys to the American League, what happens?
2: Unless they're a DH. Unless so, they need a hit. So, do you think Cole is a must- for the Yankees, is he without question the top priority? This
3: hey, listen, year? if they sign Zach Wheeler and that's it, that's oh. the, then I would be like, would you th- be I would with be that? massively disappointed.
2: I would be massively How about, disappointed. How about
3: Bumgarner? I heard
2: I don't they're, they're, want Bumgarner You heard either. the Yankees are in a Not But interested here's, here's the thing, and I read the report, and I wish I had it printed out. I think out. that's what the was, Yankees are going to do. And,
3: oh, I got it. And he's a beach you, bum. What's he going to do I, in New York? Okay, so oh, no, here's Where's he going to
2: surf? I think that's what the Yankees are going to ultimately do. Shout I out if they're going to get a Wheeler or a Bumgarner. I, so, I really do, Jack. Then, then, don't, don't, then don't waste the money. No, but I hate I hate that feeling because you have a guy like Colin Strasberg who are number one aces, can turn your pitching staff around just like that. Of course. Bumgarner and you do Corbin or Bumgarner and um, who's the other guy that I'm thinking of? Oh, the really? one we were just talking about? Yeah. Wheeler. 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 That, I can see that happening. I could just see it happening just because Yeah, they're right. that's signing Jarrett Wright. Well, and, you and know what, what I mean? Well, here's like like the getting thing, Jarrett, Jarrett I mean, Wright and Sidney Ponson.
3: The, the, it's the thing like, I've heard well, about Wheeler though, it's like getting Sunny Gray. Their starters are not no. the ones we had. I guess that's And I think
2: a lot of teams go like this when they look at Zach Wheeler. He has a stuff. And people think if I can get him into organization and I can money. use my pitches, maybe I can get the best out of Zach Wheeler that the Mets well, Not giving money to a guy that can't stay healthy.
3: Well, think about this. If Jacob DeGrom was on the Astros or Yankees, he would win 30 games.
2: 20. So it just...
3: No, well, no, we'll get into this. Definitely
2: of, 30. But here's, here's the thing. And, and I said I found the maybe report. 31. So, Trev, I found the report. So we know about the Yankees. The thing is about the money. Cashman has specifically said... It, there's no maximum payroll But it's doubtful the team wants to go over The $210 million luxury tax So if they sign Either Gary Cole or Strasburg They won't be able to stay under the two hundred ten Because they already have that money built into the contracts That they have on the team And with the motto of next man up you won't be resigning Dylan Betances. You won't be signing Gardner. You won't be resigning signing Dee. Dee Dee. So that, that, where you're going to lose? Where this year was about depth, you're going to say it's okay. I'll lose. But three then maybe, depth, guys. That, but maybe that depth that we've been talking about is that's why we've pretty much complimented it because we've had so much depth. Now we get back. To, now we get back to having a normal roster and all these question marks that we had this year get thrown out the you window. You know how it is, you- Trev. It's like football. You can pay a superstar, but you're going to lose. You pay the superstar quarterback, but you're going to lose two linemen because you can't re-sign everyone. No, the Yankees can. They can pay anyone they want. They can pay them $500 million here, $500 million here. We can make the trade for Lindor, have our starting shorts up give a bunch of prospects and depth. We can go sign Garrett Cole for $300 million and say, there's our team, but if anyone gets hurt, you're <laughs> there Wyatt goes the fans. There goes the fans. And your Yankee tickets are going to go up a hell of a lot. <laughs> yeah.
3: I guess guess you could make that argument, but that's what happened to the Yankees this year. And everybody got hurt, and and it worked out. And and it wasn't like this team built for depth. It just happened to be that... Every every person they were like, hey, we're gonna need you for a couple weeks, Mike Talkman or Cameron Maben or, or Mike were Like, yeah. What do you want? Six, seven home runs this week? I'll do it. It was insane. You're not gonna see that again. I do think Dylan Batanzas is not gonna go elsewhere. I I definitely see him coming back.
2: But he's gonna have to get more. The thing is, if I you sign a have, guy like that, you're gonna have to give him a They certain have type of deal. enough pieces
3: that they still need to add, that I don't think staying under 210 is realistic. And if you're going to get up to like 215, 220, why not just go 290 and just give Cole whatever
2: he wants? Well, because of the luxury taxes. I also think who cares? cares? Because this is why. I'm going to go back to your top priority. Oh, God. Here's my point. The reason I say that is because we've talked about this the season. You still got to pay Sanchez and and, and Judge. I meant Sanchez and Judge. Sure. What are you going to give them?
3: Well, Ellsbury comes off the books. Yep. Um, Cece. Cece comes off the books. Cece's off the books. Uh, Ellsbury's not He's
2: still got 21 million next we're year you right And then he's we're off the books God. But I'm
3: saying after next season You're talking about retooling After this upcoming season So I'm saying If you blow the bank this year You do have money Coming off the books You're not trading when,
2: You're not trading for Lindor though either Because Tanaka
3: gonna, Tanaka will be done as well His contract Because I mean, you're going to have You're going to have I'll
2: take a Cole Severino And Paxson As my three-headed monster
3: I think that would be fantastic <laughs> You think? Yeah yeah. yeah With Debbie fa- Garcia
2: coming up And Jordan oh, yeah. Montgomery And then Jordan Montgomery as well I mean I'll take that. I won't have no issue so with that. So can we get into it? One last thing. You yeah, know let's... he wants to speak about it. Let's close we'll out. We'll always speak about it. Let's the, talk about the it. The awards. The awards. I thought the Houston Nationals were getting a
3: clean sweep of the awards. It is. It is. This is. Listen. Here we go. I know there's a lot of baby boomers out there, and I know you guys are of this mindset. The, the, the millennial, the participation award, and all that crap.
2: I'm older than the millennial, so I think I... But that's... That
3: ultimately to me is what is happening right now in baseball with the analytics. Now, Trout, oh. I'll talk about Trout in a minute. I want to start with DeGrom. Jacob DeGrom, <laughs> he 11, hosed it 11 and 8 this year. He, ho- he, Scherzer was 11 Scherzen and 7. Finished third. seven wow. Right, you finished second. Seven wins above a replacement player. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Here's the math 32 <laughs> starts. You're telling me.
2: That's what made the playoffs.
3: That any other starter who would have been pitching in Jacob DeGrom's spot would have won four games in 32 starts. Who's this replacement player, Anthony Young? (laughs) If you don't know who Anthony Young is, Google him. That's a funny joke. Anyway. I don't think I'd listen (laughs) (laughs) to It's funny. (laughs) Trust me on that. And he was a mat. But anyway, listen. um, Ultimately, Last season, the argument was this guy had a season for the ages. And I reluctantly was like, well, ooh, 10 wins, all right, fine. He didn't pitch as well this year as he did last year. Last year was historic. That's because he had a slow start. But I got lost by this. Also, last year, Severino's 14-2 at the break. With an ERA of one nine, one 9 up, right yeah. at the break, he's killing it. Starts the All Star game the whole nine, goes five and six in the second half. What's the argument? He's not an ace. No consistency. Degrom starts the year four and seven with a three two seven, and people are like, he'll turn it around. He's still an ace. Why does it... How does that work? I th- yeah, but
2: he only went 7-1. I mean, so, a great second half, 7-1, and one, but seven, still. So here's the thing. The kid from the Dodgers, Ryu, had an awful August 7.48 ERA. Yeah, right, and he failed. I think if he would at least maintained down the stretch, he would have won the award. Scherzer... He's great, but he had multiple stints on the, uh, the DL. And I think the analytics plays a huge part, probably more than 50%. Listen, you said it's 7-1 after the All-Star break, 1-4-4 and held opposing batting averages under, um, he was the to best. under 179. He was the best pitcher in the NL. If Down he's the, the stretch. best pitcher in the
3: NL, it just speaks to the sad state of the National League.
2: Well, he he led I the, mean, who would you put? led I mean, the NL in strikeouts. Scherzer, Steven Strasburg. No,
3: Stephen Strasburg finally had the kind of season that you've been waiting your entire life. They had for over him, him to have.
2: They had Scherzer as the better.
3: Scherzer was great this year. The the whole voting was stupid. I mean, the same thing. Cole getting robbed. And let's uh, uh, let's go, let's go I'm to more my supp- Do you know? Let's and, go to my trout. Let's let's. Degrom this one up Degrom
2: for a also had like six games blown after having the lead going into the seventh. Now I know that's not his fault. Major
3: league record, by the way, 30 straight starts, three runs or less. So, DeGrom. Degrom, congratulations on doing your job.
2: Yeah, but how many guys do, do Nobody that? Nobody does. Not but In here's the National League? Probably more than you'd think. You're still doing you're still going listen, against professionals. The, but it's your job. Yeah, here's it's the, the
3: I know but what a, you're supposed to he, do. He was the third best
2: pitcher in baseball this year behind Colin Verlander. DeGrom. At times. And here's my thing. At times. Don't you think if DeGrom was on the Astros, if you took Verlander and swept DeGrom out, don't you think DeGrom would have had the season that Verlander had on that type of team? So here's the thing. I'm just asking.
3: CC Sabathia, 2008. I remember you said, (laughs) love it. He loves it. 2008, he goes to Milwaukee. He's dominant, right? He was unbelievable when he got there and traded. And why did he have to pitch like that? Let's be honest. He had to get the Brewers hosed him. The Brewers were a little better than mediocre. You're pitching for your life. You sign with the Yankees the next season, and suddenly you're getting, like, six runs a game. It's a different – you're, you're oh, yeah. pitching differently. You know, they, they have some of these stupid stats where it's like, you know, they sort of take all things considered. They take out wind and all the elements, and it's like, well, this is what – this is what you would do. And it's like – but that's what really happens. No, I understand. That's what literally really happens. When it's one nothing. you pitch analytically better. can't break down the intent of a pitch, Okay? CC up six nothing in the third. He's throwing fastballs. He's he's not he's not nitpicking. He's not working the corners. He's throwing fastballs. Gives up three solo homers over the last four innings. Is that is that a good day or a bad day?
2: No, I I, I totally understand because day. we've talked about this. Because you agree. you would say it's a bad day. <laughs> no, you agree.
3: Here's it because you just look when it's one nothing you pitch differently than yeah. when you're up seven nothing. A thousand percent. Yeah. Ultimately, and, and I'll tell you what, and I, and I because I wrote an article earlier in the year, and I'm not even trying to promote the article, but it's on Medium. <laughs>
1: <laughs> He's um, trying to promote the article. <laughs> so you might
3: as well read it. But <laughs>
1: He's trying to promote the
3: article. What, oh, I, what oh. I noticed about all of these top pitchers, anybody that gets six runs, and every single one of these guys at some point gets six runs or more in a start, be it Verlander, Herman, DeGrom, they're all undefeated when they get six runs of support. Everybody's 4-0, 5-8, 7-0. They're getting like, one to two runs. When they, they go- get three to five runs, that's where you really find out what kind of pitcher you have.
2: That's why Jacob DeGrom is unbelievable.
3: You get into three to five, and this is where you start to see, and it's interesting, a little bit higher ERAs from a lot of these guys. In the tighter games, the 4-3 the, the games, these guys don't statistically pitch as well. And when they get three runs or less, they are all terrible. Cole's terrible, Verlander's terrible, DeGrom's terrible. None of these guys No, the, can... bu-
2: the Mets' bullpen is terrible. Nonsense.
3: <laughs> Nonsense. Last year, I let everybody go, oh, the, the bullpen historically bad. Well, all, all right, fine. Ten wins, <laughs> give it to them. This year, they had a better bullpen. The fact that they suck does, does not... It does not get any consideration in the awards. The fact that your team sucks. Last year, nobody was like, well, listen, Kyle Freeland had a 321 ERA pitching in Coors. Let's be honest, that's like a 1-6 at at, at Shea. So this leads
2: into his (laughs) point about Mike Trout. Team sucks, but he's the best player in baseball. So, right, the, the award is
3: most valuable. It's not best player in baseball. It's to, not analytically need speaking the need most superior award. player. So who? No, don't change the award. They have awards for the best, the best all-around player. It's the Henry Aaron Award, and they give it out. And if you want them to make a bigger deal about it, so all the Mike Trout fans can get super excited, he would have won it every You've never year. even seen Mike Trout play more than like three games in a row. <laughs> You're all lying. None of you are Angels fans. He comes to town. He plays your team. He hits a couple of home runs. He steals a base. Throws a guy out from left. He's the best player in baseball. You've never seen Mike Trout. Are you, you don't not? Know are you sta- talking? Wait. About. Are you staying? And I'll tell you another are you, thing. Hold on. Hold on. Hold Look on. up Mike Trout's run numbers with runners in scoring position. Look at his numbers when there's. Uh, when there's guys on base, two outs, runners in scoring position, he's awful. Are you st- When the team's behind, he's a terrible hitter.
2: Are you stating right now that Mike Trout is not the best player in baseball?
3: I'm saying Mike Trout is a five-tool phenom, and it's fun to watch him play. His impact on that team is virtually nothing.
2: I love what the, one of the guys nothing. wrote on. You posted this on, and then one of the guys commented, remember he goes, So he goes, if Mike Trout's not on the Angels, what do they lose? Ten more games and they still don't make the playoffs. And the worst team in the division goes, if DJ LeMahieu was not on the Yankees and they're starting later, do the Yankees even make the playoffs? No.
3: The Yankees win 86 games if it's not for DJ LeMahieu.
2: Especially in the beginning of the season where he carried. Well, who should have won MVP? Out of the three. Bragman got, Bregman, got would you have taken Bregman? I would be very happy
3: with Braggman. I think had a a great season, a breakout year for him, and I thought I thought ultimately I again, still can't believe DJ finished fourth, not
2: even at, third. Look at Trout's numbers. Well, they this were historically year. good. They were like Babe Ruth. And They're like again. I wish I had the thing. Um, right? He would have had 50 home runs this year. He would have. He, he, he would have. But he didn't. Because he because he got
3: Giancarlo Stanton would have had 50 if he played 145 games. What? Why are we playing this game? This like fake is like. Well, I mean, Mike Trout. We could. We know what he would have done. Giancarlo. There's just only nine years of track record. We just can't be sure. That's baloney. That's not He didn't hit 50 Because he doesn't stay healthy Because he plays reckless And he's not clutch
2: So here we go Sorry So here we go So even though he missed The final three weeks Final three weeks of the season With a foot surgery 22 games fewer than Bregman he had 291 with 45 home runs, 104 RBIs, 110 runs scored. He and also, he did
3: it for like a zillion
2: dollars. Now, think about it. His numbers would have been better if he stayed healthy. But whatever Joe said, it is Everyone's what it is. would have
3: been.
0: Of
2: course. But it wasn't. And he still had better numbers than Bregman. He also had the ALN, OBS, slugging, OPS, OPS+, and finished second in home runs. He also hit 297 with 489 on base and 670 slugging with runners in scoring position. So he almost hit 300 with scoring position. With almost. Runners. With 297,
3: he Lemayhu hit 340.
2: Still pretty good.
3: 340 is dude. 340s like Rod no, Carew. No one, no one 297 me. is like uh, uh, Miguel Andujar. Who's better? Come on, that's ridiculous. A Rod Carew reference. You're welcome.
2: You're and then, on a roll today. I then, am. You're on a roll today. You've been, <laughs> want, you've been wanting to. Uh, you've been wanting to discuss. I this. thought Bregman was going to win it because his, he played the whole season. His numbers were comparable to Trout. Yes. He I mean... It's lazy to give it to Mike
3: Trout. It's lazy. Well, here's the thing. Lazy is
2: he could have won it the last five years in a row.
3: Right. Again, Mariano Rivera from 1998 until 2013 should have won every single Cy Young award because he is the best. He was the best pitcher in baseball by a mile. There was not one person more consistent during that entire 17-year run
2: than Mo most should have won at least eight or nine of them. See, and here's the problem we have. Because I understand what Steve said. Trout is the best player in the game, hands down. We know that. Yes. Hands down, he's the best player. Baseball, stating Listen, the obvious. Buster only even says it. He's like the reincarnation of Mickey Mantle. He is, he is one of the best center fielders in baseball. catches everything. Got a great arm. Can run. If he needed to, he could steal fifty bases. Hits over three hundred. Hits for, hits for power. To, hits for power. Does every single thing at an A plus level that you could want in baseball. Around three hundred. But here is the. Th- but here's the thing. But I also think guys now also take their batting and say, I'd rather bat you 80 and have 45 home runs than 25 home runs and the 310 batting average because home runs mean a lot more now. Than- no, I'd rather have the 310. I'd rather no, they bat- wouldn't. I'd
3: rather be yeah. more complete. The 310 I know, with 25, home, 25 home runs. We're stupid. We're stupid old school people. We well, th- like guys that get on base. But I'll, I'll take because the guy that gets thing. on base. It's you about getting
2: on base. But here's, here's we talked about, okay, hold on, Hit, hold on. This, hit the no, single hold on, hold or on. hit a home run. No, but we can't take, you can take singles. Put 10 No, but we always discuss that. That. Hit a with, home run. You we, can't take the no, score. No, but we always runs. discussed that with the Yanks. That was always the biggest problem with the Yankees past couple of years. No, it's situational. No, they here's always the thing. get. A, they always hit home the runs, baller. but it's called situational hitting. When there is a guy on second and there's two, and, and one I want out, the guy that Trout's
3: not a good situational hitter.
2: And I want the guy that's batting 310 and has 25 home. What runs. What hurts him is his team is garbage. Well, if they get caught, because I, coach, think, we'll, I think i we'll think like
3: it just like the but Mets team is not garbage and that's not true but if Mike... if if Mike the, Ch- the anaheim angels have a pretty decent roster and the idea they're that their pitching
2: it, is garbage though
3: they 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 their pitching is is what it is because of and again the idea that they've invested like a half a billion dollars into this guy when pitching is clearly still a real issue, just, just speaks to the incompetence of the uh, could But
2: how could their, their team be that bad and the Minnesota Twins win 100 games? Managing. Right. All around. It's organization. Just I'm just saying, I'm trying, to, trying to, to think bottom. of like teams that you don't think, like Milwaukee Brewers. How are they a competitive team? If the, if the Angels have a good enough roster, they should be winning games, right? What? I mean, it's like the Browns thing. If their roster is good, if you've got players on a team that are good enough, why are they not winning games? just front it's it right? so like it and it's unfortunate it's, that he's going to play on top. a team that might not make the playoffs for another 5 it years starts at the time that's the
3: thing some guys lead their teams to greatness and some guys are
2: great the problem is baseball you
3: and one Mike guy Trump, can't
2: make that much of a
3: difference that's he not i don't think that's
2: true you think one baseball player changes everything? 2008,
3: CC Sabathia single-handedly carried the Brewers into the postseason. But they had a
2: hit, too. Other guys had to do things. I understand. You're right. 100% right. He was like 9-0. and Again, two, like, you're you're acting like
3: everybody on the Angels is a, a horrible hitter, like Cole Calhoun and, and Albert Pujols. No, those no, guys I, I mean, good. there are some good players. No, I, I, just I
2: understand that, the pitching's not great. That's what it comes down to. It For them, there's great talent offensively. Yes. They got hitters. We know that. They're, players on that team. Upton Pujols, Cole Calhoun, uh the shortstop Andral Simmons is the, yes. probably the best defensive shortstop in the game. Their pitching and their bullpen is atrocious. It's but why not is atrocious. that? Because
3: 10 years ago, their pitching was pretty outstanding. They were bringing guys up left, right, and sideways from the minor league system. Where'd they go wrong?
2: Yeah. I,
3: you know, what? again, but this is what I'm saying. The, the Mets' crappy bullpen doesn't factor into the awards. Oh, I know.
2: The Angels'
3: lousy pitching doesn't factor into the award. I, I texted you last night, Ted, and I said, oh. you know, 1987, oh, yes. Andre yes, yes. Dawson. You texted
2: him, but don't text me. I say, I no, he messaged me. us, but you don't answer.
3: Yeah, I don't, you and I had an Instagram thing going on, too. It was weird.
2: I send you, uh, <laughs> I sent no, you, you baseball posts.
3: 1987, Andre Dawson, 49 home that runs, hit like 320, drove in 140 runs. Had a ridiculous year in a, in a year where there wasn't any other real standout players in the National League that year. Like, the Hawk was head and shoulders, there, and he played on a lousy Cubs team, and he got the MVP, and we were all like, all right, this time it's okay. Like I said last year, I was like, I reluctantly – Went along with this baloney about 10 win pitchers winning Cy Young's because I thought well, <laughs> he'll win 15 next year. Because here's the funny thing two years ago, he won 16 or 15 games, yeah, and he didn't even come close I've, to getting a Cy Young that year. I
2: picked him to win the Cy Young this year, so, I,
3: so did I, I. I don't understand why. why, again, in a sport where the the, the ultimate actual, goal is to win. Ultimate goal is to get a W. Why we've devalued the idea that winning games because analytics has changed the game in every. But then weeks. every time Verlander wins twenty, he's the Cy Young.
2: Well, the problem. Without is, a doubt, but here's, every time. But here's the problem: his numbers were just as great, and the wins were the solidifying thing. Degrom didn't have the wins, but his numbers are great. I no, I understand. What's great. For uh, here's here's what I for want pitch. a pitcher. For, Can you give me six innings? Can you put me in an uh, opportunity to win every game that you pitch? That's what I mean. Can you give me an opportunity, even if you if it's two two and you got me to the seventh inning? That's doing your job. That's I like for me. starters
3: that win games. That's yeah, but it. here's the
2: thing. Starters to win games would have to play all pitch all okay, night because you have, have That's to,
3: not true It's, it's
2: not, not true in this
3: specialized so, world where you only have to pitch six. It should be easier So not harder. Joe
2: goes seven innings gives up no runs It's 2-9 we I come in the ninth and I blow with a three-run home run. That's not your fault, Joe <laughs> he, He's Peter gallery. He's got to go to the bed. He's got to go How about this so, right? All right. Last, I wanted to think of one one interesting uh, fact uh, Jacob deGrom last two years Total of 21 wins. Justin Verlander had 21 wins this year.
3: Anyways. A joke. Congratulations to Grom on your participation award. Thanks for showing up again. You
2: probably got a bonus check Joseph, As always, thank you for joining us. (laughs) (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, we are signing off. If you didn't get to check us out, you can check us out on Spotify, iTunes, Amazon. And check us out on YouTube as well. We are Keys to the City. You can follow us at Instagram Joseph as always. Thank you for joining us, big guys. <laughs> he walked walk, off. He the walked off. No, I'm walking out. That's how I walk out. But thank you, everybody, calling and comments as well. We appreciate it, Chaz. Thank you for calling in. And Joe, as always, thank you. We are Keys to the City. Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. Everybody have a wonderful weekend. We are out. Yeah to the city baby when well, you see us so you know you really viewing greatness in the making double up on facts we
0: stating podcasting cruise control city state the nation so what you saying what we saying prime information facts keys to the city we're locking the statements
1: streaming every friday